0: Hello, this is William Fink, and this is Christiania Saturdays. Thank you for listening, and praise Yahweh, the God of true Israel. Today is Saturday, July 7th, 2012. I'm here in, um, Clio, I better pronounce it right (laughs) or it'll hit me, he's sitting right next to me now. I'm here in Clio, Alabama, at the home of Don Spears, my favorite Baptist pastor. (laughs) And I told him months ago when I came through here that we'd do a Saturday night program together, so here we are. And I've really been enjoying myself at Don's house and and, uh, his company and the company of his wonderful family. Tonight we're going to talk about, I guess, I don't know what we're going to talk about. We're probably going to talk about a lot of things. We will take calls after the first um, 30, 40, 60 minutes, whatever, whatever Don thinks is neat to take calls. Um, we won't take calls from trolls, so it, 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 certain people can just forget it, right? Well, we'll, we'll take calls, but we're going to start out, I think we're going to start out talking about Baptists, and that's because Don has been telling me all day how close many Baptists are to Christian identity beliefs, and he's talking about original Baptists and not Southern Baptists and and, um, who who he says are basically Protestants, and I should probably let him explain that because he knows it better than I do, and it will branch out into a lot of other areas, but it'll be an interesting conversation. Hello, Don. Hey, brother. How are you doing? Wonderful. Praise Yahweh. You were talking about Baptists. The pro, uh, today's Baptists are nothing more than Protestants, and for the last, um, I would say, for the last 70 years, the word Protestant is being has been being tacked onto Baptists. But Baptists were never part of the Reformation; they were separate from the Reformation. And the way Baptists are defined is not by name. It goes, um, Baptist doctrine goes all the way back to the Monarchists, who were the first so-called in so-called Baptists in 150 AD. It started with the Monatists, and it went on through the Walled the Albigensians, the um, Novations, the the Bogomiles, all the way up to right before the the, uh, Protestant Reformation, and then came the Anabaptists, right prior to the uh, Protestant Reformation. And Baptists are held together by a set of beliefs. And a rough set of doctrinal beliefs, and um, one of the one of the, one of those beliefs are that that the church is totally separate. In other words, there's two realms. There is the governmental realm, and then there is the church, the spiritual realm, which is totally totally separate from the um, from the governmental realm. And one of the second beliefs is the verbal inspiration of the Scripture. And um, that is the thing that's basically held the uh, real independent Baptist together for all these years up until just in recent history when all the schisms and divisions have started. And they always believed that there was no such thing as um, no Christian was attached to any religion. In other words, you didn't put a name on them. I don't even know why they accepted the name Baptist. They, they've been hung on okay? But, um they, they, any any kind of religion like Catholicism, Methodism, Methodism Presbyterianism, anything like that, that uh, that was anathema to Baptists because they didn't believe in associating with any any religious so-called denomination. Yeah, they believed in the inspiration of the scriptures. Second uh, Timothy three sixteen. They believed in the verbal inspiration of the scriptures, and uh, as a matter of fact. Martin Luther during the Reformation in his famous in his famous writings about faith, the just shall live by faith. He um, he got that from um, the from the right on through the rest of the so called sects um, right up until the Reformation. That's where he got a lot of his writings from. But um, Baptists uh, they believed in the um, separation of government organization and the Christian Church. They believed that all government. The church should have its own governing body. Always, uh, their pastor and leadership had to be voted on by the local congregation, the, longer, the local fellowship, never appointed, never any organization. And you see it's just degenerated down through the ages, just like everything else have, has. The second law of thermodynamics is just falling apart. But that's, that's just a basic rough few um, ideas about the way, where the Baptists came from. I want to ask you a couple of questions, right? And and I'm going to give a little background. I I know that the Montanists, the Albigenses, the Waldenses, I know that those sects, let's call them sects, existed in Europe and were persecuted beginning with about the 13th century, maybe the 14th century. I know that from from reading Bede, right? If you read Bede, the venerable Bede, the, the English church historian who lived in the 8th century, and wrote, in the 8th century, a history of the church in England. Mm. If you read him, you'll find that at that time, it was common for churchmen, Catholic churchmen, to be translating the Latin and the Greek scriptures into the vernacular tongue of the people. And at that time, there was a much greater demand for it because there were a lot more dialects, even in England and even in Germany. Are you talking about Theodore No, Bede, Bede, the Venerable Bede. Well, well, what I'm saying is the Catholic Church at the time of Bede in the 8th century AD was not the oppressive, monolithic church that became by the 13th century. You see what I mean? Sure, it I understand. It definitely was huh? not. I understand it took that. a long time for Rome to consolidate power and to even have the desire to consolidate total control over all the Christians of Europe. That took a long time, that process. Well, they started with the Eastern branch of Catholicism. Now, the Eastern right. Christianity. Now, now, by the 13th century, they pretty much had that control. And that's when they started persecuting the Albigenses, the Waldenses, and other similar groups. So you're saying that these groups had always existed. Always. And I can see that, and I'm not a student of the Middle Ages. Everybody that listens to me knows that. But I can see where that's possible. I've read enough to see where that is possible. I'm not going to question that. I hope not, because it's is... Now, true. you're saying that those groups, the Montanists, the Albigenses, the Waldenses, they became known as Anabaptists. That's correct. In Europe. That's correct. Now, when did... I'm, I want to know, because I want to know. If you don't know, that's fine, but... I when did the Baptists come here? I know when the Methodists came here through Wesley, right? in Georgia. That's right. And I know when Ola- the Puritans Ola-Fort, came here yeah. and I know when the Quakers came here. When did the Baptists come here? You know, I can't even give you that, that exact. John Smith, excuse me. John Smith was, as far as I know, was the first Baptist. And Over and here in America. What year was that? I can't. I don't remember, brother. I'm you know, curious. Sacagawea. I'm curious. All I remember is the story of John Smith and that Indian Sacagawea. You know, that's what I remember. But it was John Smith. They but there were Baptists here in an early time. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Just wouldn't know. so-called congregation, no big congregations of them. The Methodists and Presbyterians is what is what basically built this country as far as Christianity goes. It was the Presbyterians and Methodists. Well, I know from my reading that there were early, early in the 1800s, there were Baptists Oh, here. absolutely. I know that. I, I'm just, I'm ignorant of American understand, Protestantism. understand, I understand. Yeah, I'm a scholar of antiquity. I understand that. I now, understand I know that. from my casual reading that there were Baptists here in the early 1800s. Absolutely. I'm just curious as to how they appeared here. Were they like closet Baptists because they were so persecuted in Europe?
1: I don't know how they got here. Well,
0: everybody is saying they came over here for the same reason everybody else came over here. I understand that. Most of the people came over here for religious freedom. Absolutely. And that's the reason they came also, the independent Baptists, especially. So, so why are the Baptist beliefs so close to (laughs) Christian identity? If you will take what I said, Christian identity actually believes exactly what I just got to saying a while ago, except right. in different terms. That's the, It's close. They just perceived it different. They didn't have the archaeological proof and stuff that we have to equate who we are. Okay? And that's just then. And plus, the biggest thing I think, and I will always say this, is their love for the book. If you push the love for the book and get a solid foundation, and are honest in heart, and you search the scriptures, and you take don't take nobody's word for nothing, and you go and pour over and look for the truth. I believe that's the way you'll find it, and it's that love, for Second Timothy three sixteen, and the word of God that always will bring that will bring somebody to the to the truth. I, I thoroughly believe that with all my heart. So where are these original Baptists today? Where are the original Baptists? Where the are South? these original oh, Baptists? Because Baptist? they're not uh, the Southern Baptists. No, 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 no. Well, no, no the Southern Baptists Baptist just elected and that, That's run. what i it's all. It's all degenerating. Even the Independent Baptists are... Listen, I was an Independent Baptist, okay? But even the Independent Baptist that I was was scorned on by other Independent Baptists. I explained that to you today. Scorned on by other Independent Baptists, okay? Because they're... taught the 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 body... The fellowship... The body of the uh, the body the body of Christ in separate fellowships is always separate. They always that's the reason you see so many different Baptist churches. is because I believe in just a community getting together forming our own church and never a big organization. Never this never was never supposed to have happened. Period. It was never supposed to have happened. The independent Baptists back on uh, during J. Frank Norris's day, that's when they, they started that they really put up a name tag on Independent Baptist, and it all started, and that's where it started going downhill. But Jake under Jake Frank Norris, he started an association in in uh, on the flip side of the Southern Baptist. You see what I'm saying? In other words, Southern Baptist over here, well, we'll just start our own group and call it da-da-da-da-da, the, uh, Independent Baptist Fellowship, and then they start their organization, and they just group from there. And then that's, what, that's what happened. And those organizations are contrary to what Baptist are. Absolute, Absolutely. Anathema. Anathema. Absolutely. What we're doing now, the people we're reaching today, our small group that we talk to, on the internet, so that's more independent Baptist than you could ever imagine. There is no such thing as appointing a pastor to an independent Baptist congregation, a group of believers. There's no such animal. Because they're elected. That's exactly. How they should be in, exactly. That, that's exactly how they should be in Scripture. They believe more in. That's where Martin Luther. I believe Martin Luther got the idea of uh, sola scriptura, Scripture only. Because the Baptists, all the way back to Montes, believed in Scripture only. Okay, Scripture only. They believed there was enough to, to to found that to enough that all they needed was the Word of God to set their foundation for their faith. That's what they. That's all they needed. Period. So, what her. Where, uh, I'm a little curious because my grandmother was a Yankee Baptist, right? Mm-hmm. That's how she was. Well, right? there's Northern Baptist, Southern Baptist, Western Baptist. There's all kinds of Baptist, brother, it's, denom- it's a denominational, organizational-wise. But the independent Baptists are the closest to the original, the original, Montes- our original roots. Are they independent Baptists because they were Baptists that never got into one of these organizations? That's why they're independent. If, there, if there's any, any way you can call uh, an independent Baptist a Protestant is he protested the mainstream Baptists and broke off from them, okay? <laughs> that's the only way. They protested their own self. All right. Well, well I understand that the, that the Baptists aren't Protestants because there's no European theological leader that founded a Baptist church. That's correct. That's there is correct. none. I know that. But there's Calvin and the Reformed theology, That there's Luther. That there's Wesley, That's but right. there's no Baptist No, founder. there's not. That should set up alarm bells right there as far as Protestantism goes. But the honest researcher that looks, they will see that Baptists were never associated with, with the Reformation. Never as far as being a Protestant, okay? As far as being a Protestant. Anabaptists were big in the Reformation. and Anabaptists were some of the best... Uh, lighter fodder that the catholic church used in the middle ages the persecution they loved to kill anabaptists because they were so independent and didn't want to have anything to do with um, of tagging yourself on with a theologian okay that they fell from that big time in these recent in recent history well that was totally orchestrated yeah those organizations have money behind them and well, like we always, we're always always talking about, you can always follow the key bono, go back to the money. The love right. of money is the root of all evil. Right. We bono. That's right. right. Who benefits. That's right. Um, I'd I like to study that someday more. I mean, how the Baptists got here from Europe, because they were being persecuted in Europe. I mean, there's no doubt that the Waldens is, under the time of Catherine de', de Medici, in the in the, I think it was the 16th century, Tens of thousands of them were slaying in trance. Right. And other groups that were just like them, other Anabaptist groups, were also heavily persecuted in Europe. Yeah. All through... A hundred years before it could have came here, they were being persecuted in Europe. Right. I understand. I understand. So, so that I would like to study more. Now, now, you know, I wish I had the citation for tonight's program, but I don't. I have it home somewhere on my computer... And it's like a million and a half files, and I ain't looking for it on the road. It's just not happening. <laughs> but I know that there was an early 19th century Baptist pastor who was a writer who wrote about the Genesis chapter 3 scenario and, it, and knew that it was about a sexual seduction. That, that, that was common knowledge in the South. That was total common knowledge in the South. Among, Among Baptists, Baptist. that's correct. It was totally common knowledge. That's where I first heard. How it. far did they go with yeah, that? I don't, I don't know. know how far. They there go. was not nobody ever put a date on it. I just know. No, that. no. I mean, how far did they go with the belief that that's comparable to what we believe in Christian identity? Well, Utah, the early 20th century Baptists took it all took it all the way. Not as far as we take it, but they actually believed that that's exactly what the original sin was was sex. Okay, they taught. It. They did. They didn't have no bones about teaching. It was taught in the churches during slave days. The problem is they put the onus not on the Jew, but on the nigger. They put it on the Hamite. That's <laughs> what they call the Hamite, okay? Well, all right, but the truth, it's sad to call a Negro a Hamite. I understand. I understand all that now. But for years, that's what I was taught. That's where I, I tell, I've, I've explained before. That's where I originally got the, it settled in my mind about sea lion Okay. But I well, but we were taught that it was the black that, that Ham got it that can got a curse and that curse was turning him black. The old, that's just what they, the old time Southern I understand thought. I understand it. You know why I understand that? Because a couple of years ago I read a poem supposedly written by a Negress slave during the middle of the nineteenth century that and and she said in the poem. That she was black, that she had the curse can. Uh, that, that, that was common knowledge at one time. Okay, the two seed line was common knowledge down south. They just had the wrong seed. They line. had the wrong. They had the wrong person. They pointed the wrong person. So what did the what did the original Baptists think about Jews? It wasn't mentioned. They took more of the position. From what I've read, they took more of the position of the Presbyterians. They just the, the Jews didn't matter. They were they were. Persona non grata. They, they didn't matter, okay? Period. They were just out of the picture. It was more take care of our people, take care of our people, take care of our people. Well, that was an old original Catholic attitude that the Jews were, were cursed and were out oh, of Oh, that's God. what I was telling you earlier. That but that, they really they, didn't, didn't explain why. That's the reason I didn't understand this demon stuff being Jews because it's far, but what We were always taught that that was one of the bad things with the Catholics. They were anti-Semitic. Okay? See? The Catholics were, to to everybody in the South, I say most everybody, especially the independent Baptist circle, the Catholic, the Catholic got the onus of Satan, okay? Anything Catholic was anathema, all right? So everybody, even today, some of the brothers that I talk to, they'll say, oh, it's the Catholic Church, you got it wrong, it's not the Jews, the Jews are God's chosen people. It's the Catholics you got to worry about, all right? Somehow the Catholics got it turned around, they got it turned around to take take everybody's eye off the Jews and put it on. I don't know how all that happened. Martin Luther was one of the biggest. If you look, and I have a lot of it on Kostiginian, a lot of the artwork on Kostiginian, right, Mm. is actually, and I use it in my book. I use some of that artwork in my New Testament. The the tree with the skeleton Mm -hmm. and and Adam and Eve taking fruit, that's from the 15th century, Mm -hmm. right? I have a lot of that artwork. I try to collect it in diverse places, in old books, and I I actually scanned that myself and put it on my website. And if you look at the handbills from the Reformation from the 14th, 15th, 16th centuries, from Germany, from Holland, some of them from Italy, from northern Italy, they actually do depict the Jews as the spawn of Satan, but they also, together in the same boat, to pick the pope as the devil and the Catholic Church as being ah, right. satanic, <laughs> so some, a lot of reformers knew that the Jews and the Catholic Church were, were satanic. And, and he, Martin Luther, he hated the both Jews. of them. That's right, John Calvin, Martin Luther, both hated the Jews. That now, in, in truth, in throughout the Middle Ages, and I noticed from, from my reading, right early on, from the time of Justinian. And even from the time of Constantine, there were some popes that separated the Jews entirely from society and didn't want to or try to convert them. There were other popes and Byzantine kings also who tried to force conversion, conversions of the Jews. And that always went back and forth. You would get one pope, one Byzantine emperor who wanted to convert all the Jews. You get another one who wanted to throw them all out. And, and and it went back and forth quite often, but it got to the point where the Jews were totally separated from society, and that I believe that's Revelation chapter twenty, Satan being bound in the pit for a thousand years, up until the time of the eighteen hundreds, when you had the emancipation of the Jew, and all of a sudden they became citizens again. Jose, well, I've heard that. I've heard that before, years ago. And there's an old woman said a long time ago. If that am true, then Satan sure did have a long chain back then in a the thousand years. <laughs> well, well, if he was bound back then, that chain so long. For those thousand years, we're told that Satan would not deceive the nations. I understand. For that thousand years, there was no Jew that could hold office in Europe. Yeah. There was no Jew that could hold a Christian as a slave, and there was no Jew that could loan Christian's money at usury. And Christians were barred from use. Now we know what went on behind the scenes in some places, but for the most part, the Jews were excoriated and separated from Christian society for over a thousand years. Yeah, but like I said, that's not that's not a new that's not new doctrine. That was been that's been taught by historicists a long time, brother. Uh, like I said, I heard, well, that well, years ago, I heard that years ago, and I accept that as an allegorical interpretation. But okay? we've been deceived. If all the nations are deceived now, then Satan's out of the pit. I understand that. If all the nations are deceived right now, then Satan's out well, of the of course pit. And if the white race is surrounded by its enemies, then God and Magog are here. To make war against the saints. So so I have many valid reasons for believing I what I do about Revelation chapter. Five. I understand and I believe that is the that is the first fulfillment of that prophecy in a historical context. I really and surely do. I believe that. But I do not believe that's the end about that's the end all because I believe it has to do with fulfillment. Okay, I don't see how. Well, because, of course, I understand well, Christ I, Christ I, God and Magog are going to I, under, the fire. I understand that you don't see how, and the but reason they're not they're, going to be on the sidelines for a thousand years. And which which leads us to the to the reason you don't see that is because of your worldview. view. It's because of your view of no such thing as a spiritual hierarchy and of a, of a no uh, certain leader, uh, a no spiritual leader in a spiritual realm. There is no spiritual hierarchy right now because Satan was down to earth. Uh, whatever you say, he uh, he came, he was cast down, absolutely, absolutely. But his abode now is not here on this earth. He didn't climb back up into heaven. Let's see, if you, if there was just one heaven, I would have to agree with you. If I, I hey, I understand the way you see and the way you see what you see. Okay, if there was, if there was no heaven of heavens. First, was, first, I want to know: Is this you that you have the traditional Baptist view? That's what I want I to I haven't first. even studied traditional Baptist eschatology as far as that goes because I've I've only been steeped in dispensational, which is new. See, I don't know about the ancient Baptist eschatology. All I know is dispensational eschatology. So, so and that oh, okay, that only started in me. the early twentieth century. Answer this for me. Do all of today's Baptists? buy into dispensational eschatology. Only the ones that's far out in the country don't buy into a moderate dispensationalism, okay? There's different kinds of dispensationalism. Well, well
1: that's what I want see, to know. So even
0: you're a dispensationalist to a certain degree. You divide the old covenant from the new covenant. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely not. Well, you, you, mean you, don't, you don't think there's been a change? There has been co- a change. Okay, that. But it's still... Okay, no, 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 no. The, the, change whoa, whoa, in the new whoa, covenant is prophecy of the old covenant. I understand that. But still, there is a difference. There's a difference in the food laws, to a certain degree. To do difference. There's the a difference part. in the ceremonial laws, okay? There's a difference in the sabbat- sabbatical laws. You just talked about that last week. So that is a dispensational divide between Old Covenant and New, Co- New Covenant theology. You have to make that divide. So even you're a moderate dispensationalist. Even you believe that there's been a change, in di- there's a dispensational change the book of Acts because you don't see nobody running around raising anybody from the dead today, and you don't see nobody speaking in other languages you don't see nobody laying on hands and healing nobody so even you believe that there's been a change a period a linear change the change that I believe in is the change that was prophesied in the old covenant there is nothing in the old covenant that talks about what I just got through talking about Unless you want to go to Joel. There's not the, the rituals ending in Daniel, that doesn't talk about the ritual sacrifices ending in Daniel? Oh, that's in the, hey, look, that's look, in the Old just, That's just one. I understand. That's just It's one. all there. I, no, it's not. There's nothing in Daniel about laying on the hands, raising from the dead, none of that, okay? None of it. Nobody, No speaking in tongues. None of that, okay? In Daniel, period. It's in Joel. Some of it's in Joel. Right. But the rest of it transpires to the, in the Old way. Testament. That's what I mean. I'm not referring to only Daniel. I understand. I understand. But the rest of that stuff is speaking in tongues and all that stuff. That's not Old Testament doctrine. That's not anything that happened in the Old Testament. It all happens in the New Testament. In the new, under the new covenant, the, the eyes of the dead shall be opened, yeah. and the death shall hear, the lame shall walk, all of that to the but old. There's covenant. no, no, there's nobody speaking in unknown tongues, and all this, all this kind of laying on the hands. There's none of that in the old testament. There's none of that in the old covenant. Okay, but those two things are not in the old covenant. Everything else, said it. Well, I know what you, I know exactly what you're saying, and I agree with that. But this stuff I'm talking about that went on through the trans to the acts is a transition book. Let's just put it this way. Drop the distance. There is a transition. Okay, well, if it transitions, it's got to transition from one thing to the next thing, but, brother. But the, that is a separation. but the usual understanding of the word dispensationalist, as it's used by theologians out there today, oh, well, I agree. is a transfer from one people oh, to oh. another. Let's well, see, that, that harkens back to what started today's dispensationalism, okay, with John Nelson Darby. John Nelson Darby, they tried to reconcile all these passages that seemed to go to the so-called Jews as a race and all these passages to uh, the so-called Gentiles. So uh, he, he reads Romans, he says, such and such was the gospel to the Gentiles, such and such was the gospel to the Jews. So in his mind, he tried to reconcile this, so he made it a division. And the, he made it a division there. The way he made that division was the English translation of 1 Timothy 3.15. 15. Said, so To show thyself approved unto God, a workman needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. They <laughs> divided that's as an act. Act. they take that word divide to the umpteenth degree. Well, it's crazy. And of course it's crazy. Of course it's crazy, okay? I well, understand well that's question. why I reject the term dispensational. Well, brother, I didn't mean to try to. I was just used. I was showing you there's a difference. And the then. Book of Acts is clearly a book of transition. I've often taught that. So is Cliff and Emma Heiser. We've often, we've always agreed on. Well, then I shouldn't use the word It was a transition process. from the Old Covenant rituals to the New Testament mercy and, and a Christian's the desire a Christian should have to keep the law. That desire every man has to judge after his own heart. That desire should be in every Christian. Because we have that mercy, because we're not going to be judged by the law, because if we were, we'd all have to be executed, because we've all sinned. Absolutely. But because we're not going to be judged by the law, and we've gained that great mercy, we should all the more want to keep the law. Once the Christian Israelite learns that he's going to live forever, regardless, he should all the more want to keep the law. That's what the apostle said. That's what the Paul taught. That's what Paul taught in Romans that's, chapter 2. That's exactly what he taught. Because of grace, it should right. make you want to do more. Absolutely, and it, and the and what you get is antinomianism that sneaks in. Okay, you do know what an antinomianism is, don't you? Well, well, right. Somebody who's against the law, and they, the, well, they offered, no, no. I mean, it, it doesn't. It's not just against the law. Well, well it was all thrown out. That's, That's what it's, the antinomianism all, means. it's all thrown out. There's no reason for moral. So, so we down. have no reason to keep this commandment. No reason. No reasons to do anything more moral. Okay. Which leads to hyper dispensationalism, which I was telling you earlier today or yesterday. That leads they throw everything out and they eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow you die. It don't matter what you do. Period. There's no consequence to that whatsoever. Just go and live like you want to. And and you know what I tell those people when I hear them? What I tell them is this: Your where all Israel is saved. Your reward is gauged on how you live your life. If you have the attitude that we should eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we may die, well, maybe that's how you earn your reward because you probably ain't got nothing coming. Oh, that's, that's, what I, that's exactly <laughs> what I teach. Absolutely. That's exactly what I teach because administrative offices in the kingdom. There is going to be big eyes and little use no, ma- no matter what anybody says. There's a difference between salvation and inheritance. Well, well what, what there is is we have the the uh, what we have the servant that earned ten minas. Yeah, it, it's plain he gets ten more. Yeah. We have the servant that hid his miner in the and ground. It, what he's got even taken away he from and ends up with no, nothing. nothing. It's taken away from. Right, him. right. absolutely. And Paul it. says those who build shaft, wood and stubble on top of the foundation of Christ, they themselves will be saved. One Corinthians chapter three. I don't understand, but that. they have no the reward. Absolutely. And that's where Daniel says in Revelation 12 that many will arise in the dust at, at, to eternal righteousness and, and many end. to eternal reproach. If you're without a reward... Everlasting reproach, contempt. Right. Everlasting contempt, that's eternal that's reproach, true. however you want to translate it, it basically boils down to disgrace. That's and exactly. it's eternal disgrace. You'll live forever, but that's you have no reward. That's what, I, that's what I try to tell people all the time. That's how important that is of how we live our life today. You see, I almost bought into the antinomianism thing. I almost slipped off into that dispensational thing. My daughter could tell you about how I almost fell off into that. And I'll tell you what, I owe a lot of bringing me back from that to uh, Pete Peters and and the Anglo-Israel message. I, I have to. I have to. Give credit where credit's due. Okay, I'm not gonna argue. I'm surprised by it, but I'm not gonna argue with it. I don't see why. Well, you're surprised because you don't know everything he taught and the way he taught. You know, you just—it's just like what you were talking about earlier. You don't know all this space in between the resurrection and the modern day church, and to be able to comment on what all these people—the belief of the scripture, what led them to believe some of the some of the things that they believe. What led them to believe that? You got to go back and study these guys and see their the scripture they used, the way they thought, and the way they come to the belief they did before you can just broad brush it all and throw it away. You can't do that. You can't answer a matter for year. If you do, the Bible says we're a fool if we do that. No, no. I've read a lot of the early Christian writers on various. Well, yeah, but you jump, you run to the scholars. You don't need to well, always Chinese read in Right. But while well, well, I'm talking about, Irenaeus, Tertullian. Eusebius. I've read Eusebius. Eusebius sucks, right? I know he sucks. <laughs> I, I agree. There's a lot of places they were wrong. Of course. But when I studied my Bible, I didn't read any of them because I wanted to study the Bible in its original languages and come to my own conclusions and make sure that I had at least some sort of solid foundation before I went and read any of their opinions. I, I didn't want to be polluted with their I, I understand. That's a noble idea. That's like I said. I, I think that's noble and I think it's wonderful he did that, but I still think it was wrong. I really do. Well, well, that's nice, but we all have our role in life. I understand. I understand that. <laughs> and I don't think it was wrong because I studied the Old Testament thoroughly before translating the New Testament. I understand. We've talked about that all week. We did 10 shows this week already. <laughs> <laughs> We've done 10 shows this week already. Okay? I understand. I understand. The Old Testament was, I I believe the Old Testament was a much firmer ground to stand on, and I studied the Septuagint and the Masoretic text versions. That was the the firm ground I needed to stand. Studying that, you need, and, and the history, put that put together with the history, understanding who the people are. That's why I translated the New Testament in the manner in which I did. I'm not saying it's perfect. It's not. It can't be perfect. It ain't perfect. I'll never say it can be perfect. None of them is perfect, brother. Right. None None. of them is perfect. But I think it's probably better than most of the other attempts out. Like I said today when you were showing me that about that Luke book you were talking about that you've written, it would have been excellent to put a study material for the understanding of the English Bible. That would have been excellent. And but this is my opinion, okay? This is just my opinion. But yeah, I would reach and grab something. Like that. Well, someday it'll be done. It's not up to me, yeah. but right. God willing, someday I'll be able to do it. Right. Amen. That's good. You said you wanted to talk some about gnosticism. Gnosticism. I would. Look. You know a lot about gnosticism. A I know. Lot, I know. That I know how to lay out a a very um skeleton. You know introduction. Let's hear about gnosticism. To gnosticism. Okay.
2: Okay, not, and I,
0: I really, I, I even hate to talk about this, because if anybody goes and starts looking at it, if you read Gnosticism, you will see immediately, you will start picking up on where they got what they got. And, it, and somebody that doesn't have a good foundation in the book, if they don't have a good foundation, they're liable to go all big time into Gnosticism. That's what's happening today. It's, it's, it's prevalent today. Gnosticism is growing. You know that you knew that you? oh yeah i know that I, I i know i spoke to your daughter today and told her <laughs> when she asked me about the nag Hammadi manuscript yes yeah. right yeah i told her that that was an attempt to discredit christianity 1800 years ago and today it's a lot more successful than it ever was then that's right that's exactly right well it Gnosticism if you search a very bad Roots to it. You can take, you can uh, find some of the roots out of the Babylonian Talmud. You can go uh, pre crucifixion and find some of the stuff. And basically, it doesn't get a a brand name to the early church fathers. Marcion um, was one of the first Gnostics that gained any notoriety because he believed he took all, he took the Pauline epistles, all of it. Except for where Paul made quotes to the Old Testament, and he threw that out. He didn't believe in none of the Old Testament, and he kept the book of Luke as Paul's gospel. Exactly and had to show do. some of that out. Absolutely. Absolutely. But we owe what uh, a, a, I've heard a lot of uh, scholars, modern-day scholars, said we owe our canon, a lot of our canon, to, a, to Mar, his name is Marcion the Heretic. That we owe a lot of him because he preserved the Pauline epistles to a bad time in history when they weren't being preserved. But anyway, Gnosticism, this is, uh, this is just a skeleton uh, introduction. Gnosticism starts out with um, the light, which is the Father, which is outside of time. In our view, that is God the Father, but in their view, it's called the light. Now, now let me real quick. I'm yeah, stop me or anyway. but Let me just say that this is what Gnostics believe. In. Right, the history. That's of right, and all, and just like Baptist, okay, and just like CI, there's differences, okay. So this is not what all Gnostics believe. Just like all CI, don't believe exactly the way some of us believe. Yeah, there's divisions, okay. There's always divisions, and I hate it. But anyway, anyway, it starts out with the Father, who says, "Outside of time, who always was." and always will be, who was not created. And in other words, it's the way we, we judge God the Father. But anyway, in, out in eternity, the lot had this thought. And this thought, if I can think of the word um, andronism andro- it's, some, it's some kind of, he had a sexual, it's not sexual, but I'm going to use the word sexual, because it, it'll explain what I'm trying to say. He had a thought to where he going uh, to create something. So he had a thought, a thought was his feminine side, androgynous. That's the word I was looking for. An androgynous thought to where his feminine side, he created the aeons. Now, these aeons are gods. The first one he created was logos. Everybody out there knows what the word logos means. Well, this logos was supposed to be the reflection of the light. He was... Uh, the way we would look at jesus christ a lot of people would look at jesus christ as god the son but anyway he created these aeons and each aeon had a feminine You had a male and a female and he created all these aeons and the last one that he created the one lowest on the totem pole was called sophia and sophia she had a counterpart um a, a male counterpart but she didn't she didn't think too much of her counterpart and she wanted to be like the the light she wanted to be uh to create something herself within herself like the light did she was want she was going to rise up like the light but i'll just call it father light for no other for no just to make it plain to you but anyway she had she had within herself like Father did with his feminine thought. She, she must have had a uh, male thought, but she had, she created a God, and this God was called Yahweh, okay? He was called Yahweh, and Yahweh was called a fool by the aeons because this Yahweh in, the, in Gnosticism is called a fool because he runs around saying there's no other gods before me, and uh, he's the greatest, he's, he's the I am. He's, this is what Gnosticism says. But anyway, she created this Yahweh, and this is the demiurge that they talk about in Gnosticism. And this demiurge, Yahweh, created lesser gods under him called Archons. Let me say the demiurge is really from a Greek word which really kind of means creator god. Well, that's what what Archon is. Right, right, right. You're you're seeing the correlation that they're making, okay? Right. All right. Well, Yahweh created... Archons, the same archons that you see in Ephesians chapter six, verse twelve. That's in the Greek. The same Greek word archons. The same what this what the Gnostics talk about. Okay, between Yahweh and the archons, he created the earth and they created Adam. This is where that. This is where they say that Genesis, where it says, "Let us make man in our image, our image." They think that that is, yeah, they say that that's Yahweh and the archons. Well, anyway, after Yahweh, and Yahweh supposedly created Adam to be a servant to him and the archons. That, that sounds like Zechariah sent you. Yeah, there you go. There you go. He created, um, Yahweh created Adam to be a servant, a slave. I'm not even going to use the word servant, a slave to him and the archons. He was supposed to do their bidding. Okay? Sophia got the feeling, according to Gnosticism, Sophia got the feeling bad about it, about what happened. She said, hey, I must have kind of, I'm just paraphrasing, putting it in my own language. She said, I I, I must have screwed up there a little bit. I, I better do something about that. So Sophia put a divine spark into Adam to help him out. And then the other side of Gnosticism, there's another side of Gnosticism that says, That Yahweh was tricked into doing it in himself. That covers both bases. You you can read between the lines. So you got two sides of Gnosticism. But anyway, Sophia got the feeling bad, and the Aeons, the Aeons, the other gods above Sophia, they were feeling bad because they didn't have a union. They have a union that's called the fullness. And when when all the Aeons and the light are in complete agreement. They call this the fullest, which you would read in the English Bible as the fullest of times. But anyway, they come up with a plan to um, Sophia was feeling bad, so they come up with a plan to get her to repent and come back. So the Logos got with the Christos and that got with Jesus Cause Oh yeah, by the way. Jesus is one of the aeons. So, whenever anybody, if any of y'all was to read the Da Vinci Code where they say Jesus was just a man, that's not Gnosticism. That's not true Gnosticism because Jesus is a created being, one of the aeons that is in the pantheon of the aeons. All right. Jesus is one of them. So, they got together, the logos got together with Jesus and the Christos. Christos is another created aeon. And Christos became a shining cross. Which was to draw Sophia back to the aeon, to the other aeons, where they would come together and have their fullness and be in, in um in union with the light. Now that's just basic. That's just a basic, very skeletonized description of what Nazis believe. That sounds is, is any you know a long time ago. First, it doesn't really sound like Greek mythology at all, right? It's not Greek mythology. No, not at all. Not at all. But it is some sort of pagan system. It's kind of somebody tried to squeeze the Hebrew Bible into. That's what it sounds like. Now, now I know that Philo, I, I perused some of his writing, and he tried to correlate, and he was from Alexandria, and he tried philo Judai. Oh, I know all about Philo. And, and he tried to reconcile the Hebrew Bible and Greek mythology, which is a huge mistake anyway. And that was, and, and I perused some of that writing, and I thought it was garbage, and I decided I would never read it for that reason. I, 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 a couple of paragraphs and a few pages was enough for me, yeah. and, and, um, but Gnosticism doesn't sound like Philo. Philo had its own little world going on. I'm, I'm asking. That's why I've never heard of, of, of the people, the, what I've read back when I could read and the people I've listened to, they don't tie it down to any, they can't say, okay, Gnosticism started right here under so-and-so. Yeah, right. They can't find it. it, right. it, it like I said, there's just threads that run back pre-crucifixion, you know, that's the only thing they can come up with when you start trying to search out the history. But like, like you know, it says that, that um, God the Father is the Father of lights. You see where they get the light. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning was the light, you know. That's where they get this stuff. And, and like like it says, um, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. That's where they get this light was just a spirit that was able to have thoughts. And he had a feminine thought and they did this androgynous thing, which is actually a sexual thing. And in Gnosticism, the act of sexual intercourse is a sacri- it's a it's a big deal. It's a sacrificial thing. Okay. That that's a sacrificial thing that flows down through Gnosticism. That this act of intercourse is a is a is a big sacrament. Okay. And that's why they picked uh, down here, when they try to put Jesus with Mary Magdalene, they try to say that Jesus and Mary got together to con- keep the bloodline going, and that's the reason a lot of people call us two seedliners, Gnostics. can so, you've heard this. Um, people because of the backstab. they try to blame uh, a lot. Of, they blame us with being, right. oh, that's just a Gnostic way of thinking. <laughs> they say, well, well, right, but I, I, I believe two seed line I, I mean, of course, I learned it from Swift and Copperay. <laughs> I believed two seed Line from my Bible study after it was shown to me and understood it from my Bible study and ne- had never yet read any Gnostic documents mm. and was fully convinced of it long before I read any Gnostic documents. Well, you remember the, 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 the Christian pastors that had that, uh, that came in and, and jumped all over Brother Aaron uh, he, he done, he right. Said, right, he, he says all the time. I'm going to him Gnosticism. Him up. <laughs> he him every bit of it Gnosticism. Well, well, just because you know the Gnostics mention Yahweh, so that doesn't discredit the Yahweh of the Bible, just no, because it. they mentioned Yahweh Not at all. The Gnostics mentioned Seth, so there was no Seth because they mentioned Seth. Just because the Gnostics mentioned it, doesn't discredit what we know from the Bible. That's correct. That's, that's and that's that's a huge disconnect. It's a cognitive disconnect to imagine that it would. Just like you could find elements of two C line in the Talmud. That doesn't mean it's not true. Of course not. And that's the reason that, that that's the reason that I've made the statement over and over and over again that you can find you can find if you're strong enough and set in found, in your foundation well, you can read all kinds of stuff and find truth. Okay. Truth that you would not find, but my God, my, 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 um, my going to these sources. My philosophy with all of my reading is to absorb as little garbage as possible. Well, now, I <laughs> call it mental <methodology, laughs> hygiene, right? I understand. That's why I never read Plato. I, I know what you call I know the reason you call it. Because Plato was the father of dualism. As far back as anybody can tell, he's the first one start started. I would have to put it in Persia with. Um, I am trying to figure I, I the word has slipped me. I'm trying to put dualism in Persia with Zoroastrianism. Zoroaster was a dualist. I know, I know, I understand right, that predates like Plato. The, the problem you. with the, Zoroaster is he put the 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 uh, the satanic force on equal grounds with Yahweh. Right. Say that's what he did. A Dua. stuff. Mazda, right. I forget what he called the the, the uh, uh, Satanic. The, sacan- the can't remember that. But that's where the dualism mm-hmm. is all screwed up and wet, okay? They put them on the same basis. But There's you, a lot of dualism in Christian identity. The what? There's a lot of dualism even in Christian identity. I understand. People with dualist ideas. Well, you got the two types of dualism. You've got the Plutonian dualism, and you've also got the Aristotle's view on dualism, and then you've got Jewish monism, okay? See, monism is definitely tied to post-Babylonian Jewish. That's Edomite, okay? Post-Babylonian is Edomite, all right? Well, I'm wondering where these Gnostic beliefs came from because I, I'm not, I haven't read everything. I'm not going to claim to. I could never read everything. Nobody can read everything. But I have read a great deal of Egyptian literature, a great deal of the Assyrian inscriptions, the Hittite, the Babylonian, the Sumerian inscriptions, and most of the great Greek and Roman mythology, along with all of the Hebrew apocryphal literature. And I can't recognize Gnosticism in any of that. You know, you might find element and element here and element there, but not that system that, that, that was I don't recognize it in, in from anything that I remember reading. I mean, maybe I forgot something. That's possible too. Right. So that's strange to me. I, I mean, it's I understand everything that you said. It's just alien to me as a reader of old stuff. Right. <laughs> I, I understand. I understand what you're saying. Well, l- let me ask. Let me ask you this. I, I, in, in as few words as you can. Can uh, tell me, I, I, want, I, want, uh, I want you to explain to me in a few words, without going through all the details, why you do not believe in a spiritual realm where there is a hierarchy of spiritual beings. I want to know why. Why don't I believe that? Well, well Satan was cast out the earth. It's very clear in Revelation chapter 20, it's very clear you mean in Luke Revelation chapter, 10. chapter 12. In, in Revelation chapter twelve, wow. it's very clear. In Luke chapter ten, no, no, and no, I, I have to stop you there. Go back it there. It's totally out of context for you to say that that's what we talking about because it's got nothing to do with any anything in the context and what you're talking about. It's absolutely oh yes, it does. Yeah. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Right now, look at the context before and after. And I give you power over serpents and scorpions. And you know why? He said himself, he fa- Satan. Fall? Why? If to me, it's simple. But he was making a statement right there. He was making a statement, just like I, we were talking today about um, baptism. You know, I was mentioning about baptism being a statement. That's actually what it's always been. Even in the in the early church, I'm talking about 100 AD, whenever anybody got baptized, then they, they just didn't go run down and go into baptismal waters. They They talked about... This is a figure and a rebuke to the spiritual forces in high places that the kingdom, this kingdom that was given unto Satan for him to run, another one, you've lost another member of your kingdom. They made a proclamation against the evil spirit, against the hierarchy of evil. I'm just explaining to you what, you what was done in the early church. They knew more about it then than you and I do now, okay? Well, well that's fine, but I don't believe they necessarily understood it then. Look, because God opens the eyes of the blind, and revelation comes slowly. The well, then blind, I guess everybody was blind for 2,000 years. and you, and you all. There's a sudden, lot of damn then, things they were blind about for 2,000 years. we're just now opening our eyes. There's a lot of things they were blind about for 2,000 years. A lot of things, yes. Are there's a lot of things they were blind about for two thousand years. Well, in in real Christianity, I don't think they were blind about a whole lot except who they were. In, in real Christianity, did they understand that the, the, the people that disbelieved Christ were the children of Esau? Did they oh, understand oh, well, that? Oh, that's part of who because they saw. never understood. That's it. part of that's part of the learning on who we are. They, they never understood that. They still don't understand. It foundation of that learning that you and I are talking about right now is the Anglo-Israel message. They have always spiritualized Satan in the Old Testament because they didn't okay. understand in, the seed in, of the serpent. In the Old yeah. in, in the, I'm sorry, in, in the Old Christian churches, because they never understood. Eusebius, Tertullian, and uh, Tertullian understood there was a race of wicked beings That's what I'm talking that came about. from the serpent. That. But he was an exception among the early Christian writers. And he didn't identify that entire race of wicked beings he as wasn't, Jews. He wasn't by Or as non-white. Justin Martyr believed the same thing. Well, a lot of them didn't understand it and simply spiritualized Satan. A lot of them did. But now, the- Christ made a direct connection between the Satan that he beheld fall from heaven. Mm-hmm. That's that Revelation chapter 12, Satan. And serpents and scorpions the people that the apostles were given power to tread upon to overcome i understand okay those serpents and scorpions scorpions scorpions. those serpents and scorpions were all of the non-israelites in palestine in time of christ and they're still with us today yeah and yes and we have power over them because that's the reason their daddy came down that's the reason he fell from that heaven at that time because the proclamation no, no. was made. See, there would it says no Satan fell from heaven, and you're saying I mean, that heaven at that time. That That's the second heaven. It, no, no, that's what you said. No, you don't find no. that second heaven okay. In, okay. in Scripture. I'm glad you just said that, because we're going to stop right here, and we're going to deal with this right now. Where does now. No, say well, in let, Scripture let, that let, Satan let, is in the second heaven? Just let me, let me think. If I if if some if the, in every Greek manuscript I already know it's there, so I know there's number no ninety. The Apostle Paul says that he was caught up to. He was be, caught up to, to the third heaven. Okay. Right. If yeah. there is three heavens, then according to them, then there well, is. But where does it say in the second heaven? He is. Different. Let's see it. Listen. Then you okay. You start with that. Then you go back through the scriptures and you find out what is the first heaven. You go all the way back to Genesis and find out. The firmament above the firmament. Okay? One heaven, another heaven. Where did you say the okay. Satan's there? I me? just want to know. Number one, he's the prince of the power of the air. The air is not on the earth. Oh, the okay, let's talk about the air, right? What? Now. No, no. Let's don't about the air, no, air right now. Yeah, yeah, we have, have to define that word. Don't air. be a candlelight now, Okay? Let's stay on I'm this not right here. I wanted to the air. jump to something else all the time. I want you to stay on this. You jump you. to that. I, that's because you asked me a question. I jumped to that. You asked me where is this? How do you say there's because all this the air happening? is the immediate atmosphere. If if the Bible says throughout the Scriptures, Old New Testament, that there is a heaven of heavens, okay, that means there's heavens plural and a heaven, okay, no doubt. I mean right, in every manuscript is in it's there, so you can't say it's in a but corrupt manuscript. Listen, he was cast out to the earth in Genesis chapter twelve. All right, in. That so know, I, Revelation chapter excuse me Revelation chapter twelve as a matter of fact Revelation chapter twelve is a pivotal I believe it's a pivotal chapter in the whole book of Revelation but that's neither here nor there you say he, he was definitely cast up earth he was cast up earth and give dominion over there okay he is the god of this world right he is the god of this world he is the god of this world right. not them okay them are his kids no the them are his kids the reason you know there's a difference. And I mentioned this to you yesterday. You know there's a difference between the Nakash of Genesis, chapter 3, and the fallen angels, the benign Elohim of Genesis, chapter 6. No, because no, there was, you're no, saying Elohim, that means sons of God, that, that's, right? Well, that, yeah, You establish that that's an error. Right? No, uh, I know what you think, okay? But I know it also is consistent because in, in, in uh, Job, chapter 38, he calls them the sons of it, God, too, okay? How do you they, know Job's referring to the same people? Because the, because at the day of creation, I know good and well he wasn't talking about no well, Israelite or nobody else. People. Where were you when I created the earth, when the sons of God and the morning star sang for joy? You can't deny it. The scripture bears it out. Okay? And there wasn't no Edom out there whenever at creation. All right? I didn't Satan. say it was an no, Edomite. No, I know, but you, you made the You're statement. You're saying it was Satan. Absolutely. Show me that it was Satan. Genesis chapter, I mean, uh, Job Because chapter, only a third of the angels revolted. Job chapter 1 and Job chapter Only a two. third of the angels revolted, right? In 12. But and that's and not, the second, that Job is walking no, 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 up no. and down on the earth, Listen. right? You understand that. he's Listen. not in heaven. A third of the angels fell in Revelation chapter 12, all right? Yes. But that's not what... that had earth. to happen before the time of Adam. I understand. Uh-huh. I understand that. It had to happen before Genesis chapter 6. Of course it did. It happened, it happened in Genesis chapter 1. I mean, yeah, chapter 1, verse 1. It verse happened same. sometime in the age of the creation before Adam. Absolutely. We don't know when. I agree. We have no qualms on that, what you just said. But the Satan and Job in heaven. He's walking up and down upon the earth. That's in the New Covenant. That's the reason in the Old Testament. No, so that's in Joel. I know. It says he's walking down in the earth. That's what exactly what he says. In like, Joel. Same in what? He's not in heaven. Same in what? He's not in heaven. I know. But he has access to both, brother. That's where he, does it say that? Brother, it's common sense when you say his act. No, I don't here, want right? common sense. I don't want scripture because scripture often defies common sense. No, no it, it doesn't. doesn't. It's just like no. you were saying. No, no, I don't want common sense. I want scripture. Okay, you <laughs> say in scripture that there's no scripture in the Bible that says any spirit comes and talks to anybody. You said, show you one. No, no, what I, I said. Want to show you. What I I'll tell you where it's at. What I said, listen to me, this is what I said. I said, there's no place in the Bible that I found where evil spirits interact with the world unless they're embodied. Okay. I want to see where an evil spirit interacts with the world unless it's embodied. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. What's the example? 15 First Kings chapter 22. What's it say? Verses 19 through 23. What's it say? It talks about an evil spirit came and stood before the Lord. Now, I wonder where it came from. He sure, I reckon it came from the earth. Not, I wouldn't think so. No, no, bear, no, no, no. I said interact with well, man. I mentioned it, that evil spirit I, I, before and the Lord said, is not interacting he's, with man. And, and that doesn't put it in heaven. He's fixing, fixing to, if you knew the story, he fixing into. He says, I will go and be a lion spirit to Jeroboam. I forget the king's name. Anyway, it was about the battle of uh, Ramoth-Gilead. And he came down and told the prophets... They're, they told the prophets this lie, he interacted with the prophets. Turn there and read it. I can't quote all four or five verses by myself. I want to study it yeah. because it's the only one. If if it's it's there, you are, you only asked for one, one and I'm giving one. it to you. Kings. Yeah. First Kings chapter 22, go with verse 18 through verse 23. And that still doesn't put Satan in heaven. Well, and listen, listen. I don't, I don't, I don't even have. Listen, I don't even have to put one scripture It says, "Okay, Satan's in the second." And end. the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, "Did I not tell thee that he would prophesy no good concerning me?" This is one Kings twenty-two, mm-hmm. from verse seventeen. And read on. And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, "Did I not tell thee that he would prophesy no good concerning me, but evil?" And he said, Now hear therefore the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on the throne, and all the hosts of heaven standing by him on his right hand and on his left. And the Lord said, Who shall persuade Ahab that he may go up to Ramoth-Gilead? And one said on this manner, and another said on that manner. And there came forth a spirit and stood before the Lord. That spirit is Ruach, wind, breath, mind, spirit. And said, I will persuade him. And the Lord said unto him, Wherewith? And he said, I will go forth and I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all those prophets. There he you go. That, well, okay, that's an evil spirit, Very but that's God. not Satan. This spirit stood. It, uh, hey, listen, the angels this in the angels. What we have here is an allegory and it's not Satan. Okay. You're not going to tell this. Tells, I, that this puts that's because, because every time you, that you run across something that you don't see in your paradigm, you jump to allegorical interpretation. Well, well this is good. But yeah, I jumped to allegorical interpretation because this doesn't put Satan, those adversarial angels who rebelled against God and were cast out to earth. This does not make that one of them. Well, if you, if you, listen, let's, let's clarify something real quick. I wish that a a proper name hadn't even been put on. Satan's not a proper name. Okay. Satan's not a proper name. I understand the problems with Lucifer. In Isaiah chapter 14. Satan is not a proper name. And I understand I understand that, but I wish they hadn't put the proper name Lucifer on him, okay? Because that's what's being picked up. But it could have been a play on words like happens all the time in, in Hebrew writing. You know that through idioms. Lucifer is talking about a man. I, I understand it says right there, thou art a man. King of Babylon, I know. I understand. And I, and I had to apologize because I didn't even realize that. And I told you this week when you got your I going Yes, you did. I sure did. When I'm wrong, I'll admit I'm wrong, okay? So I went and studied that as deep as I could possibly uh, study it, and I found out I was wrong. I realized that. I, all this for is, is, is Venus, okay? The morning star. That's all it really is. You want to take it. It's being used to... in Isaiah as a pejorative Well, for the king of Babylon. Well, it's just being used as a tithe. Okay, you can call it a pejority, but he can won't. Call it, it, right. but Any it, man who thinks that he can deny the word of God or oppose the word of God is the light bearer. He makes himself the light bearer, or at least he tries. That doesn't make him the true light bearer. I understand. The ancient kings of Tyre, the kings of uh, the Roman emperors, the kings of Egypt, all of I, David I, the light I understand, I understand. There's all kinds of people today that think they're God, okay? Look at what's happening today. That man always gets this vanity about him and thinks he's but, a god. But here is one but, example well, of that. You added one, and I gave. It to but you. this is. But anyway, let's get, If you want to find out really where the where, the, where the, um, the entities are, Paul tells you very plainly in Ephesians chapter six. And that ain't no freaking allegory. No. The word in Ephesians that, chapter 3, Paul defines the name no, he, place. he, I mean, he speaks in them. I know what you're saying, and I went and checked that out. That's not the same Greek words as he uses in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. The Cosmocraticos are cons and executives. Okay? Check it out. Check it out. The rulers of the darkness of this world, even if you can find yeah, the darkness find, of this find, world, find the cause, don't put him That's him because heaven. he's the God of this world. No, he's the God of this world, but that doesn't put him in heaven. Holler put in heaven these. Our in heaven. He tells you. The heavenly heaven. places. Okay, now okay, the places he places he run, take the heavenly places and run and see what it means in the Greek. Okay, And has raised us up together and has made us sit together in heavenly places. Yes. Jesus. Oh, yes. That's Jesus. Here. Exactly right. To, yeah. to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in the heavenly places might be yeah, made known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. Okay. He spoke in those heavenly places. Go to your Greek. That's where you're good at. It's a Greek, okay? That's Theratios. what I read. That go, okay, now go back to Ephesians chapter 6 and look at verse 12. You're not going to see that, okay? And see what the meaning in the concordance is of high places, all right? It's evidence. Ethoronios, the same word. So what does it mean? What it's the it? same. What does it, does it, mean, it means, mean? well, well, this is how strong is defining it. So, existing in heaven. So, so Paul spoke so in heaven? He, so, either strong, strong, or you're right. Strong, wrong. strong. Strong, okay. strong because Paul spoke in these heavenly places. They're the of power and authority on earth. earth. That's the heavenly places Paul spoke about. When you say something down here, do you think that it's heard where Yahweh is? Do you think that it's heard where Yahweh is? Does Yahweh is? need to hear the word Don't answer the question. What's Paul's commission? Paul's commission. Paul's commission is to speak before the nations and the kings of the children of Israel. I understand that. And Paul is explaining in Ephesians chapter 3 that he fulfilled that. He spoke in the heavenly places before the nations and the kings of the children of Israel. He spoke to those principalities and powers on this earth. The very thought of there not being what the Bible says that there are in Ephesians 6: if there's not, we have a very weak God. Okay? We don't have that he he powerful not No, 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 no. no heaven. Heaven. If he can't squelch a bunch of hook nose, sap suckers, okay? If he can't squelch, he is a very weak God. Here's the deal. Here's the deal, brother. And this is very easy to understand. And, and I, can pr- I can prove your point. See, I could go to court and prove your case. Okay. I can prove my case. To I you know, me, know you but can. But I'm not going to switch to your case. You're not convinced. i going to say you I better. never set out to convince you. I didn't say There's no. I'm not. I wouldn't even try. But what I'm trying to tell you, I can prove your case in court with it. But with potatoes and meat, with literal stuff that you can see. Okay, because that's your whole paradigm and your worldview. You take, This is my opinion. Now I might be wrong, and if I am, let somebody correct me. You know more about yourself than I do. But this is just from observation. You try to bring everything into something you can either touch, taste, or feel, okay, or see. It's a literal thing, okay? Well, to understand, it, to understand the scriptures, the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 13 and 14, that that is the natural way of looking at things, that only in the spiritual understanding it, it, can you understand some of these things in the Word of God? Because it's foolishness to the natural well of you stuff. For we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temple, but the things that are not seen are eternal. I understand all of that. But well, you to understand you how have to battle in, is here. you have to here. Incul- no, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You're, you're right, See, we're wrestling against... Again. Ideas. We're they, wrestling against spiritual understanding, and and that's evil not understanding. that's not what the book says, brother. No, says. it's not. That's the way I, that is, the I know that's the way, and I'm explaining the way you read it. And I believe that that's the correct way. But we have now. a battle for hearts and minds. Here is what Paul's saying. That's just part of the battle. It is just part that, of that. That's battle. just part. The, our biggest part. But the other part about it is their dad, entirely genetic. Is, are, are, me, okay, listen. You understand that in the old covenant, the whole Old Testament, the word Satan was just something else. The word Satan is only used three times, three, four times, maybe four. But I'm going to stick with three. Okay. The reason that you are that you see only a few times is because the whole his whole job. What he was trying to do was different than it was under the New Covenant. In the Old Covenant, oh, so Satan's a dispensationalist. No, no. I'm just going to show you the difference. If you deny this, you're just denying the I will it. Okay, I'm fixing to tell you. The, only, the reason that his move did it, it changed from the Old Testament from the accuser of the brethren. All right? In the New Covenant, it's every other freaking verse and chapter. The devil, the devil... The devils, plural, the devil and his devils, the devil and his angels, the devil and on and on and on again. And the reason it's different is because the whole whole thing is different, okay? New covenant theology is different in a respect to old covenant. No, you're not. Of course it is. Of course it is. Because the words are different. And things that are different are not the freaking same in any language, in any language. Things different are not the same. If you're trying to say the same, then you can take a label off a can of tomatoes and put it on a can of corn, in, and magically it becomes a can of No, so you can't. Absolutely, you can't. the you devil's in the New Testament. Have the same devil's in the Old Testament. It's that seed of the serpent. It's the, the serpent with <laughs> seed. But it, When it. the serpent came to be that, found. See, that's because of your theology, because you don't believe there's coming a time in the future when you're going to have to confront And things. I saw the messenger descending from out of heaven. The angel came from out of heaven, having the, key at the bottom of pit, the bottomless great chain in his hand. And he held fast the dragon, mm-hmm. so the dragon dead held dead out dead. in heaven. Freaking and the serpent of old, who is the false accuser, or the adversary, mm-hmm. and he bound him for a thousand years. The dragon is here on earth. The angel came from out of heaven to bind the dragon here on earth. Which heaven did he come from? It doesn't matter. I was heaven. Have, no, it, it doesn't say he came was, out of the seventh heaven was, and went to the third or the second heaven. No or the first common passage. sense dictates where it comes from because you know there's more no. than one. You that's register, your No, that's what the Bible says. If true. there's three, there's two. No, what, happened what happened to Paul when you're referring there? No, I'm not. You're inferring. No, yes, you are. Listen, get you a caller and let him tell you. I'm not referring, I'm not inferring anything. If there's three and Paul got caught up to paradise, where he tells you that's where that's paradise was. Listen, to me. no, don't change. We're talking about the angel You just talked about, okay? We're talking about binding Who? He came out of heaven. The yes. third heaven came down through the second to the first. Okay, you see, that's you, what you're saying. That's what I. You're mean. writing that in the Revelation chapter twelve. No, no, I'm, I'm not. I just. Well, like, you're not going to convince me of well, it. He must have came from paradise because it doesn't. Aren't the angels usually with the Lord? I just let, well, the angels could be where they want to be, well, right? They sure. Just like Satan could be where he wanted to be. And his angels could be where they wanted to be. Absolutely. That's what you're my, saying. No, no, I agree with what you just said. I agree with you 100%. No, that's what you're Because saying. the other third, of them, putting, there wasn't just 200 you're angels. You're putting faces. evil angels in. I understand that. There wasn't. Okay. As a matter of fact, they were put over the nations. But they were oh, all over. You're saying they were put over no, the nations. No, that's what it says in Deuteronomy 32. And and that okay. these Edomite Jews and these Kenite Jews, these descendants of the serpent, okay. the seed of the serpent, which has yeah. always been over calling, all the nations. you're calling you're calling the seed of the serpent, the Ni Elohim. Turn yourself to you. To, the, to, but, to, but, but, turn get yourself oh, to again. the sons of God. Okay, then that's who was put over the nations. Turn then, then they're the good angels. Oh, oh, oh they went oh again. No, 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 no. No, no. They were originally but they're part of the host of heaven, because in Psalms 82, brought, there'll be judgment brought against them, okay? Where it said, you say you're God, but you're going to die like men. That's all of the sons of God. Listen, that's a third of them, because they were put in charge of the nations, and God don't like the way they've acted. He says you've screwed everything up. This is our paraphrase now. You screwed everything up. Therefore, you're going to be judged and die like men. Just and not, not only there, they were here on and, earth, and not, not and not only there, but he tells you in Isaiah chapter 24 that when he comes to judge the kings of this earth, he's also going to want to judge the ones, the hosts of the heaven that are on the high, the high ones. You need to look that up in Hebrew, which are on high. Okay, and then judge the kings of the earth. Two different judgments. Two different types of people. Two different it. types. Brother, you're doing like a camelot. It doesn't You're, just, put you're doing Satan. like a Timbalite, no circular reasoning. It's, it's you're jumping from one reason. thing to the other. You're taking yeah. this language and you're putting it those because scripture with scripture, spiritual, with spiritual. Second first Corinthians 13, 14, that's the way you understand scripture. It's through the Holy Ghost comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. And if you don't think the word, word of God is a spiritual thing, something's wrong. You're taking this language and you're putting Satan in heaven. But the scripture doesn't put Satan in heaven. Satan rules over the nations. There's no doubt. But Satan's no not heaven. Satan no, absolutely does not rule over the nations. He rules over his people. His angels, is devils. Satan's not the prince of this world? A- absolutely, he is. Yes. And they rule over all our nations today. Just like God has his divine counsel, the people under him, archangels, seraphim, cherubim, they're all under God. They're stacked up, big eyes, little ears, just like it's going to be in our kingdom when everything's straightened out. There's going to be big eyes and little ears. As it is done in heaven, so shall it be done Well, that's mercy. basically bull. Cool. As above, so below. Well, that's basically. Doable. That's what the Masons say, that part they got right. That's what the Masons No, that's, you say they got that, no, that that's that's right. what, I don't say they that's got that That's what, part, right. That's what Yahshua said. Yahshua Our Father said that which we should are pray in and and have faith to be on earth as they are in heaven. Oh, well, then that's what Satan is cast out of heaven. you want to run. Absolutely. And we want we Satan get, cast out of earth. He can no more accuse the brethren. We Absolutely. want Satan in the lake of fire. Absolutely. He was cast out absolutely he can't accuse the brethren that's the reason his job is no more and like it wasn't and the how government. do you have satan that's the reason he can't jump up there and accuse us like he did but job. you still have satan in heaven absolutely second heaven i really and truly did. now that is not i don't find that no, in scripture. you, you can put satan over all the nations i find, have if you find this evil race of beings put over all the nation if you find five verses that emanates, I'm just using just to point up this number, but if you take five verses that emanate something that doesn't say da, 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 then you can assume with 100% accuracy, if it doesn't contradict with any other scripture, that it's true. Okay? Now, I, I could go on and on and on and go after verse, after verse, after verse, from Genesis to Revelation to prove my point. The problem is your, your ideology doesn't allow for a a person, not a person, but an individual entity over other entities. It doesn't allow for it, because you make something you can touch, see, and smell, feel, you make that the adversary so you can look at it. When Paul Cranley says over and over and over again, not only Paul, but he said over and over and over again, it's not what you're looking at that your problem's at, Okay. It's not what you're looking, even that's the children you're having trouble with, all right? But it's somebody else's, their daddy. We know that through two, through two seed lines, okay? We know that. But you deny, you, ought, you admitted a while ago that there had to be a second and a first, since there was a third, you admitted that, which is... Of course, do that, don't put Satan there. Well, then you ain't going to put it. He's got access both down here and right back to the second heaven. He cannot ever go to the heaven of heavens. He's not in the congregation of the north. Okay, he's not in that divine counsel. At I do all. not read those he's, he's cast out in that manner. Oh, and I'm not and going to explain to you why. It's real simple to understand. It, and I have no problem. That's the reason I can prove your case in court. It's no problem. But see, we step above proving stuff in court when you step in to understanding scripture. Spiritual understanding, okay. Big difference in literal understanding. Well, I call spiritual understanding what you're calling spiritual, are still two totally different things. We could use that same word if you not not if you use the scripture to define spiritual. Understanding. I do use the scripture to define spiritual understanding. Then you define it, okay? Define it. Spiritual understanding is the understanding of the things not seen, just like you say. I can't see ideas. I can't see words. That's what we're fighting. The unclean frauds of Revelation. They're not. Invisible spook frogs—they are unclean ideas. They're unclean ideas that have polluted the people of God. That's the way I see that. It's uh, an allegory. Uh, it is an allegory on a literal. Say this is. <laughs> this is going to carry us off in another direction. Is we we've done debated this I think before in a small way, but I, my understanding of a literal, physical, spiritual being is a concept that I, I, we we either don't have the same language for it or you don't see it the same way I see it, okay? I believe that it's an allegory for a literal spiritual entity, okay? And you're saying, how in the world could something be literal and spiritual at the same time? The uncalled oh. frogs. Yeah, well, that is and, and it's an allegory, brother. I, it ain't going to be freaking frogs with spots on them jumping around. Of course. I, of course not. It's an allegory. It's an allegory, but just like the Spirit. I'm only using that as an example. Yeah, well, just like that Spirit stood before the world, he didn't crawl in there, blowing like the wind, which the Lord explains in John chapter 3 what the Spirit is. He tells you plainly that the Spirit's like the wind. It goes to and fro. You don't know where it comes from or where it goes out, okay? You don't have a clue because you can't see it, but you can feel it. You can feel the effects of it. That's what he's talking about in Revelation. So of course, it's an allegory. It's a spiritual thing, okay? You calling it ideas? I'm telling you, it's evil part. It's a it's part of an evil power. It's part of those demons that are left over from the flood. It's part of those uh, fallen angels whose spirits are going all over this. They're trying to inhabit. Those fallen inhabit. angels. They're bastards, okay? They were bastards. I haven't and denied, denied no, the spiritual realm in no, that sense. You haven't. I have written that. I teach it all I, the time. I know you do, and, and but that's not heaven. <laughs> Brother, there's no that no supreme what? evil angel pulling the yeah. strings on all these Jews. No. Of course not. He's giving dictates to all the rest of the what part of the host is with him, what part of the third of the host of heaven, which are innumerable, okay? They, they're the ones that do his bidding. Just like it I they, do not see it that just, way. I don't find that idea just, in Scripture. Well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why. It's because, it's, it's simply because of your interpretation of the whole book of Revelation, okay? If you want to boil it down to one thing, it's because of the conclusion you come to on your total historic interpretation of the book of Revelation. And that's understandable. If the book of Revelation is not unveiled historically, then God has no efficacy in the world. Yes, and it it is true. Because the things that Christ said would happen, he said would happen here. Okay, let me give you an example. And you, you, and I know you believe this. See, that's the reason it boggles my mind sometimes because I see you, uh, we agree so much on, on something, and you'll say, yeah, this is part of the fulfillment, but it's got to do a fulfillment, and you agree on that, and I say, yes, amen, amen, you know, that's exactly correct. It's going to be, the rest of it's going to be fulfilled later, or there'll be another fulfillment of it later. The historicist view is dead on the money, but if you'll notice, and I heard you in the book of Revelation, especially when you were trying to uh, explain some, some of this uh, in the book of Daniel, excuse me. When you were trying to explain some of the popery and stuff that was going on, or maybe it was um, after the French Revolution or something, you couldn't lie. You said, well, maybe this means that, or maybe this means this, but you couldn't just nail it down 100%. No, the Book of Daniel, but Daniel eleven. It's very difficult to understand. Yeah, I understand. You it's can take it so far, and I can take it so far. You can take far. it middle ways. I agree, and my daughter can back, back me up. You can take it down to about verse 21, 22, and then. Psh, <laughs> you agree, right? Absolutely. I can't. I can't. I've tried to figure it out a million times. I spent hours and days trying to figure it out. I told um um brother Kelly from Indiana that I was trying. I would try to figure it out for him, and I spent five days trying to figure. It out. I ain't been able to get there the right thing and I don't think anybody has. Do you agree? I don't right. think anybody's got I it. I couldn't do it. I got bits and pieces of it that I thought sounded good or, or, or lined up with history. But, but anyway, um, in in, histor- in historical interpretation, there's some of these things that you see like the Seleucid kingdoms, like, um, like the Ptolemies and all this stuff. Yes, 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 there it is in Daniel. There it is in Daniel. But even some of these historical interpretations, they don't when we look back we can't find out we can't see some of the it should have been plain if the way it describes it with the historical interpretation it should have been plain if we look look back at it. but we can't seem to find these handful of parts over here okay or these two handfuls because parts. we don't have a complete knowledge of history because we don't under, we we don't partially and i'll tell you what if there's no, if there's not any dual fulfillment if there's not any dual fulfillment on more verses than you give, give credit to, then I will bow, and not bow, I've been saying that figuratively, allegorically, <laughs> but I will concede that I was wrong. But the, when I look around with the worldview today, with people running to and fro, and knowledge increased, and I see what's happening not only in the first heaven, but also in the second heaven, okay? When I see what's going on, and I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I look all over the world and see this stuff not only happening around here and definitely not being Jewish-led, with no Jewish ties whatsoever, or maybe around down here, on the, a little bit down here. And I've had experience my own self, not speaking from what just somebody told me, but my own personal experience, talking with those that's had their own personal experience, talking with those, those and the other folks that's had their own personal experience. I know their stuff coming down the pike in the near future that's going to be a dual fulfillment of some of the historical fulfillment prophecies out of Daniel and also Revelation. And that's the reason there has to be, there has to be a divine hierarchy of wickedness, okay? Not necessarily. If if, if there's not, if there's not, then none of the scripture makes sense. It all makes perfect sense. Uh, and, to me. and I, I know it does, and, and I can I can appreciate that. I understand that because I have. This is what I've done. I have tried my best, and now it's been wonderful with you here. I mean, I you know how you said there's a lot. We think the same way. You said in different words, you know. Would you mean you, you told Cammy yesterday that hey, me mean your dad uh, uh, say the same thing, but in different words? With you here, I've got to understand more. But I set out when we first met. To go through every thing that you believe, so I would so I wouldn't make any accusation. That that I would never make any accusations against you, brother, because I love you. But I wanted to know the way you thought. Okay, I wanted to see where you were coming from, and that's the reason you're here now, and we're together now because I love you and I see where you're coming from. I just think that that you're wrong on some of the inter on the on some of the dual fulfillment of prophecy. Which we can disagree on eschatology all day long, and that's got nothing to do with us loving one another. And, and you know, you know what I'm saying. I put, first, I pointed out dual fulfillment of prophecy. All uh, time. You sure do, and that's what us through yes. Isaiah, through Jeremiah, through Daniel, Joel, Joel, Joel. Joel. How, however, when a historical fulfillment of prophecy is perfectly clear, once you understand who the people are. I Understand, and we see that history often repeats itself. Absolutely, there's no doubt. Absolutely, if Babylon fell in ancient times. Absolutely, church, Babylon's going to fall. In Absolutely, but it's going to be mystery Babylon this time, not the old Babylon like some idiots try well, to when say. Well, I wrote Christ Strike. I explained that that Satan that fell in Revelation chapter twelve had to fall before Adam was created, because he's identified as that old serpent, and that old serpent has to be reference to the God. Everything to me, let me explain this. To me, Satan is that race of people here in the world. Just like Christ or the anointed are our race of people here in the world. Okay? Now Satan is summed up in the Edomite Jew, but the Edomite Jew is surely not all of Satan. Okay? And Satan keeps climbing up, infiltrating our nations, ruling over our nations just like he was given. And that's for our punishment. That That's because he is the prince of this world until Christ finally throws him into the lake of fire. That's for our test. There's a lot of spiritual reasons why that satanic entity is the prince of this world. The biggest spiritual reason is because of our, as a race, our disobedience. That's the biggest reason. That's why Adam fell in the garden. But Satan keeps getting up to the top, keeps recreating Babylon, and has to keep falling. If we didn't let Satan recreate Babylon every so many years, then Satan wouldn't have to keep falling. Satan would be in a lake of fire. This would be done and over. collectively, I agree with you 100%. But, see, I do not think that that, that that Nakash in Genesis chapter 3 was ever put anywhere, but he just went back and took up his place in the second heaven. That's what I believe, okay? Now, I, do I say it well, well, I believe I know, but let me do it's Satan. All right. Let do I believe that I can say, this Nakash, this serpent is in the second heaven? Do I? No, but the rest of the Bible backs it up. If you look, if you look at Scripture the way I look at Scripture, okay? Anyway. What I was going to say, and you say that the, the satans here, absolutely, collectively, the adversary is all around and does everything you say. Absolutely, but since this Nekash did not came wasn't a giant last time I checked, and in Genesis six, all those um, sons of God. That did their deal, all their kids were giants, all right? But this one back here, his wasn't giants. So, I mean, there's nothing said about him. And as a matter of fact, in the book, we talked about this earlier. I mean, I'm not pulling nothing new on you. That uh, we talked about how it's mentioned in the book of Enoch, in um, Enoch 1, uh, chapter 54, verses uh, 4 through 6, that uh, the Anna Michael and uh, Gabriel and uh, Uriel and one of the other angels were complaining that. That Azazel and Semyaza had fell under the influence of Satan. And as a matter of fact, if you look historically as far however far back that book goes, first, Enoch, uh, that's the first that, problem. I understand you've done told me what those problems were. But that is the, if you just take that that word or that idea has been brought forth since the very first, then you understand that this what they're talking about right there, outlives the flood, was the influence behind those 200 fallen angels that fell. You realize he's still alive, and the rest of the Bible backs it up and does not. That's conquer. because you're it, making that Satan it, a person, and you're making that Nakash that person. Well, absolutely. No, because that's not the way I hate hey, the scripture. What, what, what did the angels do in Genesis 6 that was wrong? Was it sex? Of course it was sex. What well, did the cost do in Genesis Of course three. it was sex. Absolutely. Okay. But that's who, the did, who did it first? Who did Genesis 3? Absolutely. <laughs> what comes next? Genesis 4. No, no Genesis 6. No, no. I'm just leading up to something. Genesis right. 6. Okay. Well, then wouldn't it stand to reason that when Anik says what he says about him falling under the influence of Satan, that this Satan would be Nakash number one. Was it Nakash in Genesis Nakash 3? What was the in Nakash in Genesis 3? It's the Satan we're talking about. Where do you see that? Uh, well, I just got to, by deductive reasoning, you can figure it out. Like I said, the, this giving proper names to stuff and calling something a collective thing, it's, it's, it's weird. It is is collective. But it's just like we're talking about a certain person today. You didn't want to give no. Negative publicity, any kind of publicity, was good publicity. <laughs> I would imagine our father takes the same kind of, uh, same kind of uh, attitude no. in his book. The tree <laughs> of knowledge of good and evil is in the garden. I understand. That's an entire race. I, I, that race was or descended from those fallen angels that were cast out of heaven that mixed their seed with every kind. One of them was the Nakash. We don't know which one, okay? And certain ancient writings pin it on certain different individuals. One of them was the Nakash that seduced Eve. Satan appears as an angel of light. Yes, that particular individual is probably very attractive, okay? And seduced Eve. That doesn't mean that it went back up to the second heaven. Those angels were bound in chains of darkness. They went and mixed their seed with every kind. Only 200 of them. Where does it say only 200 of because them? Because those are the 200 in the book of Enoch, brother. That's not, there was only 200. Not all of that book of Enoch. Let me Here's tell you why it, I can no, discredit. No, 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 stop, that right. book of Enoch in chapter 54. Well, only, okay, let's just boil it down to 20. Because that book of Enoch in, in chapter 54, that's the second parable of Enoch. In chapter 56, which is part of that same I parable. I understand. It says that the final battle against the children of Israel would be the Medes and the Parthians. I understand. And I can totally discredit that, historically and prophetically. We'll I do not accept that parable as scripture. Well, see, I'll give you an example of something you may be thinking about, but disregard. It's just like in the same chapter where it talks about Zion in, in um, Mark chapter 4 when it talks about Zion and it talks about going to Babylon and then right on in the same, in this, within, in the same context, maybe even, even in the next chapter, but the context continues. I've checked it over and over and over again. It talks about the Assyrian coming into the land. That's not the Assyrian from back then. We know that from history. So it must be in the future. And somebody's got that name tagged on them, but it is a type of the Assyrian of the past that's going to be in the future, okay? Same thing with what you're talking about. Same thing with the media version thing. No difference whatsoever. You've got to apply the same interpretation consistently throughout the whole book. The the word potion does not wash in Enoch. Literature, well, okay? The Parthians did not exist in Enoch. Well, the Parthians are actually Israel. I agree, and we agree. And we agree. Yes, that, that word does not wash in that chapter. Isn't, isn't in, don't you think it's a put in by the translator? Don't you think it's an interpolation or something? Put in by the translator, just say, well, this will sound good. Yeah, I'll put it there. Maybe it's one of them. Maybe it's like that adding on Mark sixteen sixteen. if some Catholic decided to put it in there because of baptism. But you know, who knows? I'm not accepting your citation until the original language is studied. That word Parthian does not belong there. Okay. okay. That word is a total historic anomaly. It's part of the same parable. So I can't accept I that understand. I, well, I'm just, just saying, saying... I do Not Not all parts of one Enoch we, are equal. Oh, absolutely Now, no, we no, there's no enough. saying that that Satan in one Enoch 54 is an individual any more than... than the satanic entity is well, an individual all through the Bible. There's one thing for sure. He sure didn't get it. That he sure ain't no um, bunch of Jews or Edomites. That's one thing for sure. Whatever he was, whatever it is, Satan. It, it sure hey, well, it sure ain't that bunch of uh, Jews that we call you calling Satan now. And I believe let me, me that, is that. any one of them at any given time it okay. can be Satan. There wouldn't no collective bunch then, and like. There was a collective common. Sense. No, the Genesis ten nations, brother, are all white. Okay, it's all, yeah, and it's they were all, called Adam. What? So and we, they were called Adam. I understand that. And collective Absolutely, absolutely, they sure were. And I even heard a, a mainstream, well, not mainstream, but a, a Hebrew wizard exactly agreeing with you that the Genesis ten nations were absolutely us. Okay, we're we're absolutely a All right. As contrary to everything that was ever taught. Sure did. Heard it, heard it today, as a matter of fact. Sure. But they were all white. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, well history, ancient history proved Well, Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, he's a, he's a student of ancient history. <laughs> that's the reason he'd be a liar if he said they weren't. Okay? If he'd have took the mainstream view, he'd have been a liar. And that's exactly what he said. And it was a surprise to him. But anyway, back to what we were saying about Satan. Brother, uh, if somebody had not studied, you take, for instance, you take somebody on the, um, take four people on, um, and put them on a desert island and hand them an English Bible. As far as that goes, hand them a freaking Greek, okay, and hand them the Hebrews. Now, say, say we put some Greeks out there that can read uh, Koine Greek, all right, and somebody that can read uh, pre Babylonian Hebrew, all right. And, put, and give them the, the Hebrew Testament and, and the Greek Testament. Or give them the Septuagint, just so they can read Greek. Put them out there and let them read through. What do you think they're going to come out the other side believing? Hmm. What do you think they're going to come out the other side believe. You think they're going to believe your way or believe my way? With no influence from nobody, what do you think they're going to believe? You think they're going to believe my, and this ain't got nothing to do with me, it just so happens that the majority of the body it, it believes like I do, and has and always believed like I do to a certain degree. The, oh, let the me Christian finish. writers believed let, that but, Satan but, was spiritual. Let, yeah, but let, but let me And they didn't believe that Satan was physical and at all. What, do you believe they would come out believing like you because of higher scholarship? Or do you believe that they would come out believing like the majority of us? Believe? Okay, If they only understood the Bible, mm-hmm. if they didn't read anything else, mm-hmm. they might be led to believe that Satan is a spirit and that Satan doesn't exist here on earth. I know that there was. Because they don't understand the If they don't understand, if they don't take those people in Genesis three fifteen, and trace them through the Bible, if you take those people in Genesis three fifteen and trace them through the Bible and recognize them as the satanic entity, they're the collective. Yeah, they are. The we have no, we've never had any disagreement on that at all. But that collective is not these geniuses that's got the world in the condition they are today. But, I don't see in that. I'll give you where I, and I've done heard your explanation for this, so I already know where you're going to go before I bring it up. But I will take you. I'll, I'll show you exactly what I'm talking about. It's in Daniel chapter 2, okay? It's in Daniel chapter 2. There's a reason that Paul said that the women ought to have long hair because of the angels, okay? Because it could happen again, okay? Because that's exactly what's happening, and if you don't understand that, you're going to miss the future fulfillment. that's But, come but in. the good, okay? it was good angels that were going to they go were back. good angels. They were all good start. They were good. They were, good they were all with good. God they were all before good, they were. That they were all good start with. But Paul said. They don't need tempting. And the only reason he said they don't need tempting is because it's going to happen all over again. But that still and, doesn't put and faith in And happen. bless God, it's happening all over again. Right before your they're, very eyes. Right uh, before our eyes, we have the children of the fallen angels. Right, right before your very but they're eyes. the children of the That's fallen and, angels. And, and, so, so and you're basically proving me right I, well, No, I've never disagreed with your collection. I'm just telling you that exactly what happened in Genesis 6, is happening today, right to before the world's very eyes, and it ain't got jack squat to do with the Jew running around here on the earth. It has everything to do with the Jew, Jew running around here on the earth. I then mean, there would have been the of all then, this. Then race, there man. would have, had to have been a bunch of Jews because running around in Genesis in you. six. Your your argument don't hold water, brother. It don't hold water. That wasn't Jews that screwed up in Genesis six. Okay, don't that crazy. wasn't Jews. It, it was very that well, was, was heavenly. That angels. was heavenly bodies. Okay, that that put off their yeah habitation. Angels that left their first The same stay. habitation, and, and, and on, they're bound in chains of darkness. They sure are. Believe it, one hundred percent. You're right on the money. But let me tell you what they put off is what we're going to put on whenever we get our new bodies. You didn't know that, right? What later in chapter fifteen? No, no, no. What they put off. Well, while I'm sitting here talking, you turn to uh, Jew, where it, talk, where it talks about him, and I'll show you something, okay? Same Greek word, only used, there's only, that Greek word used in Jew It's only used one other time, it's in First Corinthians chapter 5. What's the word? I, don't, I can't even pronounce it. it, okay, that's the reason I wanted you to turn to it. Which English word? It's, it's not English. It's a Greek word, and it's phrased it's, it's so different. Which English word does it represent in Jude? Well, in Jude, it says put off their habitation, left their habitation. It's the word habitation, okay? And it's the same word used in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 that tells us what we're going to put on when we leave this body at death, okay? The same thing the angels put off at sin, we're going to put on whenever we die. That's in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. And if we put off this... Our That's tabernacle. the word orc-t-a-reion. Okay, really It really means a homestead. It, it's related to the word oikos, which means house. Well, right? when I turn to 1 Corinthians 5, it's only used twice. It's used once there and in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, which explains what we're going to put on if we give, when we give up this earthly tabernacle. That's 2 Corinthians 5. Yeah, right? 2 Corinthians 5. I'm sorry. Okay. See? It's the word like carry. Okay, yeah, same, same. It's only used twice, and whatever they put off, we put on. But, but it's a common word for a habitation or a house. Yeah. That, yeah. That's right. It's some. That's the only way they could describe it in the Greek, okay, is a habitation or a house. Paul didn't describe it's, it in that language in one Corinthians. instead. Oh, I know. He, he brings forth the, the spiritual, physical body just like Christ, like John does in First in John chapter 3, and just like he also does in Philippians chapter and, 3. And, the, 15. and, and the, the Adamic spirit is produced by the Adamic physical body the same way that Enoch tells us that the demons are produced by bastards.
2: as mm-hmm.
0: sure you are. Every one of those suckers that died in the flood, their spirits is running around. They're the ones that do that. They're the ones that's cast out by the Lord, that cast out into the pig. I'm not denying the spiritual realm. I know I'm denying that. I, that Satan is in heaven I, 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 and I, I, controlling everything. I understand that you're not den- denying the spiritual realm, and I under- and I believe wholeheartedly that collective Satan is absolutely down here on this earth, and I absolutely believe wholeheartedly that he's him that he is in control of those principalities you read in Ephesians 3. I absolutely believe it, but it ain't got jack squat to do with their daddy, which is the Nikash of Genesis chapter 3, and the one of the Cosmocrodokos Archons in Exodus in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. You can see in Scripture with Scripture. It's not the ones of uh, Isaiah chapter 24, the last three verses. It's just not. It's not the one of Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 43. But that's your It's not the ones of Psalms 82. It's not the one in Psalms 89. I can go on and on and on, but that's it's, says, but it's the same thing carried from old to new, from Hebrew to Greek, brother. It's got the same connotations all the way through. And to deny would deny the whole context of Scripture. The sons of God in Genesis in Psalm 82 are our race. and we will die like men. And the fallen angels, they died like men too. Because they were cast out of heaven, to so earth. Like I said, the last few verses, I just quoted as much as I could without turning to it. In Isaiah chapter 24, it says that he's going to judge the kings of the earth and the high ones which are on high. Two different entities, two different Hebrew words, two different conglomerations, one from the high places, which is the heavenlies, and the other one from down here on this earth. you're saying in the high places of the earth to the heavenlies we're told that when we obey the sabbath we ride the high places of the earth that doesn't I mean we're gonna understand. ride the heavens i understand we are obeying the sabbath i understand i understand the allegorical and uh, whenever you uh, try to to allegorize things you have to even know what di- what um if it's akkadian is it Say let's see what is it uh, Daniel was translated in, what, two different languages? There was three different. How many different languages did you use? Three or two? There Arama- are Aramaic? There are evidently Aramaic words in Daniel. Right. We only know that through the Masoretic text. Right. We don't know that through any original text in right. Daniel, right? Right. So I would advise caution. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But anyway, the, no. What, the book, in fact, let me say something. I was reading Daniel today for the heck of it. And I did this when I covered Daniel with Eli, right? Proved that the books of the chapter of Daniel, are, the chapters of Daniel are entirely out of order. You can see where, where, where it's addressing Persians and then it's addressing Babylonians. And then we're back in Persians and then we're back in Babylonians. I'm glad you mentioned that. That just brought up something else to add to what I'm talking about. Those high ones, I'll show you one of those high ones. I'll show you one of those people in Deuteronomy 32 and Psalms 82. I'll show you one. It's Daniel chapter 10. It's called the Prince of Persia, okay? And, and the Prince of Greece. But the, those two are over. Those are and the angel had to fight with them and even had to fight with him, had to call on help. And ain't he no fight with them for three weeks. Le- le- that le- yeah, that, that doesn't, doesn't, doesn't make it another, another angel left, whoa, 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 and had to call on another angel for help. Okay? That doesn't necessarily make that prince another and angel. If you compare scripture with scripture and go back to see who's over these nations, Greece and Persia, then you have no problem understanding it is one of them. I don't understand it. one Of course not. I've read the passage. Of course not. But I'm telling you that Prince of Persia. You know it's not the literal Prince of Persia on the ground, brother. Because you know who is Christ referring to when he says the Prince of this world comes? Stay, He's referring stay to the man. Stay with where we're talking about. Okay. Stay with that. You're not going to convince me that Daniel 10 is necessarily referring to a devil in heaven. I'm say. I didn't say a devil but to a. I said, a, in I said a bad, they in a bad a bad a bad angel brother. There's a bunch your of them bad. There's a bunch of them bad because they was a whole third of all of them that came out, okay? That's your reading. No, that's what the Bible says. The Bible says it's a print. A cert fell out. A third fell out. and two hundred. Right. The and their place was found place no more in heaven. In, in How do you keep trying to force them back into heaven, brother? Anybody listening to us knows that I'm not talking about the third heaven. Anybody knows it don't matter it, what. No, yeah. Oh yes, it, it says they it, were yes, cast out to earth. It makes their place was found no more in and heaven. When you understand, they were cast out to earth. Once you get the concept of the second and the first, then you understand. It don't matter that to that me. Anything, anything, anything on earth. Can have they were cast out to earth. We have access to the second heaven. We have access to to, to the heavenly places through Joshua. No, right. We have access to the second heaven. We've had access since we sent rockets up into it. Okay, but I mean, come on, man, come on. <laughs> and when I say heaven, everybody's listening and understands. I'm not talking about the heaven of heavens. I'm talking about the second heaven. Because who's in the second heaven could come down to the well, first? Well, if we sent heaven. rockets up into it, we can see it, right? See the earth? Yeah. See the earth? We can see the second heaven.
1: Well, brother, how I many... are so
0: here. I, hey, if we sent rockets up into it, we could see it, oh, right? I, I've never seen demons in it. Oh, absolutely. And you couldn't have. you did. You think that everybody... <laughs> whoa, whoa. I'm glad you mentioned that. I right? don't buy that. I'm glad you brought that up. Just brought up another point. You remember that heavenly host? That was invisible to everybody except one well, They were person. good angels, right? It doesn't make any difference, brother. They're freaking angels. Yes, it's God. No, it don't. Yes, it No, does. it don't. They didn't put off there Because, because Satan and his angels were cast out of that. They didn't put off their. And you try to put them back. They there. did not. No, I'm putting them back where they belong. They have access to this earth because he's a prince of the power the god of this. God not world. a thing. God, well, I don't... I'm I, not convinced. I'm letting you know I'm not convinced. I, I didn't expect you to be convinced, Okay. Brother. I'm just trying. I'm just explaining my point of view, which is held by the majority of people that's listening to us. Well, well that's nice, but yeah. I'm not convinced. I understand. I understand. <laughs> and I could like I said, I could take your papers and go to any court today and prove your case, okay? I could. I, uh, I hope it. so, because I wouldn't have wrote him. I understand. It. And from your perspective and your, your, your perception of your world paradigm, brother, I completely understand. I completely understand and agree with it. In, your, in the way you're looking at it is because you don't put in place the other things I'm talking about. You know, you know. I've considered all of those other things. different. Subject, let's Okay, let me give you an example. A different a doctrine in the Bible. How do you attain a doctrine? Okay. How do you come up with a doctrine in the Bible? Hmm? Tell me how you come up with a doctrine. Tell me how you come up with it. Well, I just turn to how the Bible tells you how to do it, okay? And it's in, I, Define doctrine first. I, I, Isaiah 4, chapter, it's a truth in the Word of God that's af- applicable to us right now, okay? Here in this present time. Okay. Okay. Like it tells you in Isaiah chapter 28, you have to take a precept and add it with a precept. Line upon line, line. Upon line. scripture was scripture. right here a little and there. Right. right. Okay. My concept of a third heaven is proved with line upon line, precept upon precept. The idea of a third heaven no, no let sure. me give you the backup. Okay, I'll give you a backup to the third heaven, there being a second and first heaven. The heaven I'm the not heaven. denying the fact that there are in Hebrew cosmology seven heavens. I never denied that. I'm no. denying that Satan is a part of any one of them. That well, Satan exists this, in any the one Satan of them. Satan that you're talking about is collective Satan, and I agree with it 100%, because their children is the one causing all the trouble of them principalities and powers, the earthly power, principalities and powers you're talking about. In Ephesians chapter 3, I agree 100%, but it's not the ones in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. It's not. You can't make it. It's impossible. You can't, you can't reconcile it. it. You cannot spiritually reconcile. You can't put them in heaven. Absolutely, I surely can You can't put because of the rest of the Bible, because of the Prince of Persia, the Prince of Gracia, because of Deuteronomy 32, because of uh, because of uh, Psalms 82, Psalms 89. What Prince was Christ referring to when he said the Prince of this world comes and has nothing? He was talking about the the he was talking about the leader of that collective Satan. Whoever the South exactly is. Okay. And the same thing with the Prince of Persia. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, brother. The leader of that Prince of Persia is one of those cosmocratics. Okay. The cosmocratics is the. Okay. I'll tell you something. It even defines the three levels of the hierarchy in Ephesians six twelve. The archon, the exousias. The exousias is the lowest. The cosmocratics is the highest, and the archons are in between. Exoucius is authority. I understand. The I understand. authority. But the principle even defines a hierarchy. A cosmocratter is a ruler of society. That's all it is. That's the ruler of that society. You can't society. take that cosmocratter and put him in space. That, that, oh, my goodness. Uh, you know what? Maybe it would have been better if if uh, they would have been up to date when the King James translators translated, maybe they should have got a advanced revelation and said the third dimension, okay, and the second dimension, because whether it be dimension, brother, or whether it be heaven, it makes no difference. They're there. They are there, and they showing up again, brother, and if, when you deny the concept of them being there, you'll be totally taken unawares. Now, you might not because... You're sitting here with me, and you hear it from other people. I probably, but not like this, <laughs> not like this. Okay, you probably, you, you might not be, you not might not be caught off guard. But unless you understand that, it's going to deceive the whole freaking world. All right, because the world don't believe in a Satan. And and I hate the whole world believes. a Satan. the world doesn't believe in the Satan that I believe. No, no, uh, no. <laughs> that, that's I'm, So they don't believe. Period in any kind of spiritual entity, brother. That's, that's what the they word. do believe. No, in. that's the world. That's the Catholic version of Satan. Has always been that spiritual demon. That is exactly what I meant to you when I told you that more of the Catholicism sunk into you than you realize. No, because you just—that's not true. You say it's the Catholic. You're supporting, supporting the Catholic. There Jew. was no freaking Catholic here in Justin Martyr. You're telling you me. Ignatius supporting and the Polycarp, Catholic. brother. They believed in the spiritual entity. None of them knew about the physical entity. Yes, everyone did. So unreal. Well, I haven't said any any um. Just because you don't understand the literal physical. The Lord Jesus Christ became that literal physical after in His resurrection. Okay, when He passed through, when He popped, He automatically on the road to Emmaus. When He just automatically came out of nowhere, He's invisible. Came visible. Okay. Same way angels can do. Visible become visible. All right. They're a spiritual being, but yet they're a visible being. He said, "Touch me. Stick your hands in my wound. You don't see a spirit have flesh and bone." Well, that's what you, because all the blood was gone because they thought there's the, no more. There's no more blood. They thought that's immaterial. Well, no, it's not. Not where it's absolute, absolute immaterial. It's very material. They thought he was a fantastic. That's Christ. right. You just go, like they thought Peter was a, a ghost or a fan. I, I know you're fan. That's a fan. And he proved to them that he wasn't no. and that he could eat food. He could pass through it all. Yeah. He could pass through it all. He could disappear and appear at will. Alright? He could eat and he could drink. He ate fish. He cooked fish. He ate with them. He was spiritual. But that, he's that taking up qualities and giving them to the fallen he angels. He's spirit because it tells you in Hebrews that he was just like the angels, except just he like was created. he was created a little lower. Yeah, that's, than the he was, that's how he was. So that's how he was. He He was earth. born that's as a man. Right, that's right. But he's not like a man now. In that respect, he's got that the divine. He's God. He's Yahweh. Of course, okay. he's God. So therefore, he's got these spiritual, literal qualities, just like it says in First John, chapter three. It says, "Brethren." It does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, Absolutely. we, we will shall be like, be like him, no for doubt. we shall see him as he is. No doubt. But okay. that doesn't mean that Satan is like that today. Well, Paul says, Scripture to Scripture, Paul says in Philippians 3.15, When the Lord God shall change our vile body and fashion it like unto his glorious body. So when two, when person reads those two verses, they say, hmm, let's go check out the rest of the scripture and see what that body can do and what that body's like. So you go and you find, what do you find? You find exactly what I was explaining beforehand. You you understand that he can appear and disappear at will. You understand he can eat and drink. You understand he can walk through walls and you understand he ain't got no blood in him. Therefore, you realize he's in an original divine position, and he's in his original pre-cross, pre-incarnate, He's in the he's in that position again. He's in the position that he was before he was incarnated. So then you say, hmm, and he was made a little lower than the angels, and you know that. So he must have been higher than the angels before he was incarnate. And so you realize then that must be the way angels are. Then you know that a third of the host of heaven, the angels failed. Well, 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 no, let me angels light, light, light. With light. in Lot with lies, and I'm not denying okay. that. Okay, so then. The angels that fell, hmm, they must have these same qualities, so, hmm, they don't have no blood, so, hmm, who don't have, what is it? We don't wrestle against blood? Absolutely not. For we wrestle not against flesh and Well, they don't have any flesh either. But we do wrestle against flesh and bone. Mm -hmm. But they can't have any flesh either. Yes, they do. Listen, brother, I'm telling you. It's the By your standard, you just laid out. They I, can't have I, flesh I, I either. I understand because they because they put all brother it all it goes right back to that putting all of that ability. But it's still in direct conflict with the uh, Revelation chapter twelve, and it's still in direct conflict uh, with the prayer of our Father that we were taught to pray. Yes, it is. Well, because they're not in heaven. It is. And you're picking and choosing. No, nope. I agree there. Of course I am, because it's the only place it could be. How do I know that? Because, number one, we know they exist. Well, well then we're going to agree to disagree there. <laughs> okay. And we're going to continually disagree. Okay. I, I, I figured that. <laughs> okay. We're not going to come to a uh, That's okay, brother. That's okay. That's okay. I'm just bringing this out because there's coming a time when those this they showed up one time, and the Lord is specific they're going to freaking show up again, okay? And you better know it, because Paul wouldn't said what he did if the possibility wasn't there. In Daniel chapter 2, it talks about in these last days, when he gives that, talk about, the, and I know where you're going to go, but when it talks about these two, these seeds can't mingle together because uh, iron does not mix with clay, okay? Just one seed don't mix with the other seed. Well, their seed is not going to. It can't mix. It's not going to last. Okay, that is the prophecy that I know where you're going. Well, to well that's herself. why Rome fell. I, the race I race understand thing. what you're saying, but it was part. It, it said they will mingle themselves with the seed of man, but, right? Right. That with the seed, well, it must be somebody that's not a man. It must be a man. It's the seed of no. Talking about the Romans. Oh. Oh, Talking about oh, the woman, but it's not a man. man. They will mingle themselves with to the seed of matter. Yeah, but that's the way you look at it, brother. But if you carry that part, that's, that prophecy, to the end time with what all, all is happening before our eyes, you have to put it together, brother. You can't stick your head in the sand like an ostrich, okay? It's happening. You just can't say, I'm going to believe it just because I believe, yes, it's going to be true. Gonna, you can't do that, okay? You can't do that. You can't do that. There's stuff happening before our eyes, brother, that shows there's go- definitely going to be a twofold, a dual fulfillment of some of that prophecy, and it's going to come to pass in ways we hadn't. No I don't idea. think – I am not doing that. I'm, uh, what? You're not doing what? I'm not doing what you accuse me of doing, Of bl- turning a blind eye to what's going on. Well, I you. hope not, brother. I don't think you possibly could. <laughs> I don't think you could. But you've got to you, – when well, you deal with other people, brother, you have to leave the possibility out there that you're wrong. You have to. I do leave the possibility out there that I'm wrong. That but you have to convince it, me get, that well, I'm wrong. Then and give the alternative and give an, it, well, it. It could happen this way because things look a little bit like that. And, and I can't deny that it's happening like that. So better think about it a little bit, even though we have got to stay here for the time being because that's all. That's what I do. I do stay there. But, brother, I can't stick my head in the sand when everything's happening in all over the world like it is. Can't do it. Can't do it. Because I've had experiences myself. And I've talked to people that have, and other and still in contact with you today that still do. I understand. I know. Well, what's that's going. nice, but experience doesn't um, scripture No, your experience is but not going to me. It doesn't to change. To me, my interpretation. It, to me, it doesn't trump scripture, and it's not. And and you're not going to understand. And you you may understand, but you're never going to believe and say so believe what I'm doing because your paradigm and belief system is different on where you where you're coming from. So, like I said, your interpretation reveals a literal physical, touch, see, feel, something you can go and stick a sword in, okay? That's why Paul said what he said. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. You're not sticking a sword in no, the spiritual... We're not wrestling against the, flesh and blood. The spiritual part, the spiritual apparatus, they're going to come back literal, brother. I'm telling you. The, the children of Joshua were told to wrestle against flesh and blood, and they failed. Well, and you know why? Because they didn't kill all the ones they're supposed to kill, okay? Absolutely. And we've been suffering they for it. And so we'd have war with who forever? Who forever? Amalek? That's right. Canaanites out Okay, and, and that's part of that, that satanic that, Absolutely. Part of that collective satanic Absolutely agree with it 100%. And that doesn't mean that we're not warring against ab- all the other ones. It ab- ab- that it sure doesn't. You know we are definitely warned against those spiritual wickedness in high places, brother. Absolutely. Absolutely, I would totally agree. Spirit you. in the spiritual realm, and not man, here and, on this and, earth, and manifests itself as multiculturalism, <laughs> Roman Catholicism, globalism. No, I'll tell you why that happens, brother. I'll tell you exactly why that happens. It happens because of the sin problem. Okay, you could take away every freaking Jew and every nigger and every chink and every squatting monster on this earth. Okay, right this second, and you could put all in everybody, impact them all in the United States within ten years, be killing everybody. Okay, without a, without a, without regeneration, without the Lord coming back, we'd be killing it. We'd be killing each other again because of the difference of opinion. You can't. What you gonna do with that, brother? You, so you can't blame what everything. Have to do with it, that, that's why we have to be humble, so that we get humbled in his submission. We're not going to be saved out of this until we repent. It's my people who are called oh, by I, my name. I understand that, brother, but it, I guarantee you, it's, I because like I have I've been around a totally white culture with no none whatsoever. No and none. they don't appreciate Absolutely, do Absolutely not. They take each other for total granted, don't but of they? course. Of course they do, brother. Of course it and a lot of that has it's to because do of with sin. that spiritual wickedness in high places. Also, it's because of sin, and sin has been the problem ever since they screwed up back in there. They something took place there, brother. We don't understand. Okay, we ain't really got our minds wrapped around. It, all right, because just the, the simple fact is, it ain't going away. It ain't going away when the Lord comes back, and that's why I keep telling you that. Really and truly, you teach no different. Your end game is the same end game that I came out of. The end game is exactly the same. That's you know, no, you're you're wrong. You no, know, you come from different angles. No, you're absolutely wrong. And the end of it is sit down and do nothing until the Lord comes back. That's wrong. That's not what I teach. You're no, wrong about what not, what I No, do. no, no, no. I said the end game. I'm not talking about the stuff in between, okay? I'm talking about the end game. If I said, okay, let's play the line, We've got uh, 500 others and let's do something. Okay? You would say, no, vengeance is mine, says the Lord, I'll repent. Same verses I heard, same thing I heard that I came out of. Okay? okay? That's the point I'm talking about, sign No, there's plenty that we can do and we don't do it. Well, amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> amen to that. There's <laughs> plenty that we can do and we don't. We never do it. And when you tell people to do simple things, what, what can I do to help people? What, what can I do to fight Satan? What can I do to do this? What can I do to, to make my life better? I'm and you tell them these simple things, and they can't do it. I'm you tell them, stop supporting the Jews, stop supporting niggers, stop buying these movies, stop buying those newspapers, stop buying those lottery tickets. They can't do those simple things. How do you expect to take them to the next step Because they can't do those simple things? Like I said before, you, if, if there wasn't even a freaking nigger Jew or nothing around, they'd still do the same freaking thing, brother. Same. And that's same. the point. So, do, do they deserve the fact that the Assyrian was what? The Syrian native kingdom was a white kingdom. Get the fact that and they were Greece all corrupted by the princes of this world. They ab- absolutely. By the prince of the power of Gracia yeah. and one of that um, they, It's just exactly what I'm talking about, brother. They were all corrupted by the princes of this world. They all were. Every one of those nations was infiltrated and corrupted. You see, and the reason you can't understand or won't believe the way I'm talking is because you don't believe that there, the there's a spiritual, the influence comes from a spiritual hierarchy, okay? You take away that bunch up there and then remove all the freaking niggers and Mexicans and things, then we have heaven on earth. Then we have the Garden of Eden all over again because that's exactly what we're going to You discuss. want us to pray for the status quo by praying that things be on heaven in your version of heaven, as they are on earth. We're praying for the status quo. Satan's in heaven. We're praying for more of the same old shit. Uh, Brother, absolutely not. Because this whole thing's going in, sir. So, So you want to split the heavens up where you feel they should be split up in the verses that you choose. There, no, it's not the verses that I choose, brother. You ain't told, you ain't gave me any verses to preach Revelation me Revelation chapter okay. 12. That don't do jack squat. Their place was found no longer uh, in heaven. And I told, you want to say, oh, that's the seventh heaven. Well, no, I didn't say anything about seven. I said second, Because it has to, right. I, I would be, listen, I would be going against scripture if i said seventh heaven. Okay. To me, you're going against scripture because if you say any heaven. Because it says no, they're you're going against, against Scripture because the Apostle says there's three, and anybody with common sense knows they're two and one, you got to find out what the two and one is, so you go to the Scripture to find out what it is, and then you put the people where they're supposed to be, okay? just, just I, That's I, I, you doing no, that. no, it. No, no. That's I, your idea. No it's, no, it's not. I don't see that idea. Well, I know you don't, and you're, it's because yours is a natural way of living. Because to me, it's a physical way. to me, this. the Word of God, has to match the natural world. Listen, there should. If I looked at things the way you looked at things, I would be out here trying to start an open rebellion because it would be a and I could kill that Satan. I could stick a pistol, cut his nose off, and, and slap him down. That's what I would do. No, you know what? No, can't no, no, that? no, 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 no. Because ninety percent of our own people are against us. You know why? Because we haven't fought effectively that war against spiritual wickedness in no, a high place. You know, it's not too freaking high you know, when you're living in Israel. That's not too high over there, brother. Okay. That's not too high. And it's well, that high places problem. literally. Well that's because when in and the it place means place. the heavenlies, okay? And it don't mean the heaven of heavens either. <laughs> well then you have to believe that, that Paul spoke in the heavenly place. The heaven of well I do every time I open my mouth. And so do you. Matter of fact, you're seated in heavenly places right now. That's what the apostle Paul, Paul said, okay? That's what he said. Know ye not, ye shall judge angels. Well, my God, why would we be judging angels, brother, if they're not somewhere around here now doing something shouldn't ought to do? Con- yeah? you, you are immediately assuming that those angels that were to judge where Paul says that are the fallen angels and Satan. They're already judged. Thank the you. The prince of this earth is judged. Thank you. I understand. I understand. It's just a difference. So you way. haven't proven me wrong. Brother, around. This I, I ain't trying to prove you wrong. Okay. I'm just laying out and reaffirming the brethren. okay? That's all I'm doing. <laughs> I'm, I'm find the brethren's is all I'm doing, brother. I ain't trying to change it whatsoever. <laughs> Not at all. But, brother, I, it bothers me. It really does because that's the reason that I understand that my cosmolo- cosmological, or whatever you call it, my view of cosmology is absolutely correct because I can open my eyes and look around today. And I see the verses of scripture that apply to the day. But well, I open my eyes and look okay. around today and no, feel I'll, the same no, way. No, you look around, and say, "Gee, I know what you see." No, well, <laughs> I don't always really see. Jews. I know what you <laughs> I see. A hell of a lot more to do. Oh, I know fricking niggers. I know, I know that these stuff fricking niggers everywhere. I understand. And it's not only Jews and niggers. It's all those <laughs> false ideologies it's all those bad ideas it's all that spiritual wickedness that has <laughs> unfolded over the last seven thousand years and we're living with well, it if, if we're so superior listen this is gymnastics this, they're this, part this, of that this is what this is exactly what somebody can at you about our You know, you know how what i believe i know we're superior i know we're i mean history proves it. but if we're so superior how come we let a bunch of if these hook noses aren't superior and, and race mixing is not bad I mean, it is bad. Then tell me why these race-mixed mongrels are smarter and they come up and they're, they're, and they're able to get in these, what you call, in, mm-hmm. your, in, your, in your cosmological view, the high places. How do they get there and how do they keep beating the hell out of us, okay, if we're so superior? Because okay. – no, 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 Just think about it. Just think – let's stop and just think about it for a second. I, I've wrestled with that question for years. Well, I, I, my position answers your question. And no, saying, my opposition yeah, answers my, answer, is my no, no, it doesn't. Because not. you make you everything literal. Done. No, the Bible says, t- brother, it's foolishness to you. I understand. I understand that. It's foolishness to you. The Bible explains that it's foolishness. It's absolutely not. It's the natural way of thinking. Because you, the way you approach everything and lay it out, that's the pragmatic way. It's to make everything touch. I can each touch it, feel it, see it. That's, you know, that's the way the pragmatic way is. It's got to be nuts and bolts, meats and potatoes. I understand. 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 And the Bible is written in such a way their that... DNA it, maintains that spirit. <laughs> Which is... Show a me a verse of scripture that says their DNA maintains Well Well, spirit. it's very easy. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, we're told that if there's a physical body, there's a spiritual body. Your spirit comes from your DNA. Your spirit, your DNA, when you're born, the day you're born, your spirit is also conceived. Because it's sown a natural seed. It's sown a physical seed and raised the spiritual seed. Oh. Your DNA contains all the instructions to create your eternal spirit the day you're conceived. I disagree. That's what Paul says. No, in Paul, says in, Paul says in Titus chapter 3, verse 5, Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. By the, wa- by the washing of re 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 regeneration and the re re-newing of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit. He said by the washing and regeneration of the Word. That's what it says. Yeah. I just quoted the verse in the English Bible. Okay? The washing and regeneration of the so That's another different verse. The washing of regions Ephesians five. No, I'm talking about Titus chapter three, verse five. Let's go read Titus three five so that you so that we see In the English the Bible book. I'm in the English Bible. The King James Bible. Yeah. That's okay. where I am. Okay. Titus three five. And renewing of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, what does it, that it no, say no, right no, before no, no. that? Don't it the washing of regeneration, not by works of righteousness, which we have done? We can't save ourselves. Right. Of course not. Ephesians right? right But according to His mercy, He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Exactly Holy the way I quoted. But that doesn't mean you it. said He said the Word of God, but He doesn't. No, no. I thought you were quoting Ephesians no. chapter five. No, no, not at all. Where He says by the washing. Of the word, okay. That's why. But this doesn't mean that the spirit in you is washed and regenerated. No, it does. No, it's the washing and regeneration comes from the Holy Spirit. (laughs) His spirit communicates with our spirit, is, and and we are the sons of God. Yes and a disjunctive conjunction. Is and is is that the washing? The and connects the regeneration and the renewing. That's right, it sure does. But the regeneration and renewing are performed by the Holy Spirit. That's not what the book says. That's not what it says. I mean, that's, that's what. That's how I read that. I know. That's how you read it. I understand that, and that's one of the. That's the reason in the book. That's it's the, the Holy Spirit doing the regeneration and the renewing of our spirits. Absolutely. When, as Paul says in Romans chapter eight, our spirits communicate with His Spirit. And by that way, we know we are the sons His of God. His spirit bears witness with our spirit that right. we are the sons of God. That's your quote. Of God. I understand what you quote. I know exactly where it's at. I understand that. Absolutely. If there is a physical body, we are soul the physical seed. We are raised the spiritual seed. Yeah, but that's not. That's talking about the body of First John chapter three and Philippians chapter three verse fifteen. Body It's talking about a changed body, brother. No. Yes, it is. It's Behold, we shall not sleep, but we shall resurrect... have no. in An earthen vessel that ain't not got what to do with that has everything to thing. do with it's it. got nothing to do with it. the treasure in have have an earthen vessel. Absolutely. So you say? That. Listen. So the Bible says, brother, that that you're totally out of context. First, I'm not at all out of context. Absolutely, you are. First Corinthians chapter fifteen, where it's talking, it's talking about it at the last trump. It's talking everything's got to do with at resurrection time. Ain't got nothing right. Resurrection, Resurrection is a return of that spirit to the physical world. Brother, oh my goodness, mm. you're still a Baptist? <laughs> no, no. Oh, they would swear me off. Ain't no way I'm a freaking Baptist. <laughs> I just know what the scripture says, comparing scripture to scripture, brother. And the book, and I hate to go back to the book of Acts when we're in the Pauline epistles because it's so far removed. But brother, the book of Acts—that's the reason Peter said what he said in Acts two, verse thirty-eight. He understood it. Repent and be baptized for remission of sins that you may receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Right. Okay? Because when we... No, repent, no, no, no. no. no, no God, I, don't I don't want, want your explanation. On. I don't want your explanation. I'm, I'm let to finish quoting the verse, and I'll show you through the way it transpires right. that His Father come and dwell with us. Oh, my God. That's the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. When Him and His Father come and dwell with us. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. No, that right. doesn't separate your spirit from you, brother. Listen, I know that when dude, that, that original spirit of Adam, that one he originally had before the fall, I know when that was rekindled, that renewing of the Holy Ghost we're talking about. I know everything changed. If any man that Adam's cry, spirit never left it. Oh, God's spirit that that candle never that left. caused the fall. The holder never left, but the light. In Adam, all sin. That's what you're saying. No, that's Lord, what the Bible it. says. In Adam, all sin. Right. And in the second Adam shall all be made alive. The second Adam is Christ. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's just the allegory. That's the symbology right there. Where the second Adam is Christ. That's well, Christ is the second so Adam because he's the second man born directly from Absolutely. Absolutely. But that ho- that candle kennel- no, holder never left because if it had a left, the people that Christ preached to, as Ahab and this Manasseh, their neighbor have bosom, they could have never. They all had eternal it's spirit. How do you think not, Samuel came up from, from below the earth? Well, that's a total contradiction of what Solomon said. He said the spirit of an animal goes down, and when a man dies, the spirit of man goes up to be with the big God. Whoa, well, well, whoa, 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 whoa. There's brother, and the King James had enough sense to understand Why did Samuel ask why Saul brought him up? Listen. Brother, well, I, because why came, did Christ descend you into why. the earth? I, because that's why where did, Abraham's bosom is. Why, why did Christ don't descend into the earth? Because even with You call it bosom, Abraham's bosom. That's what the Bible. calls it. I call it. That's what, Bible, that's Bible that's what one it. parable calls it. <laughs> that's not a parable. That's what No, what, that, that is a parable. No, it's not. The parable. There's of the no such thing by me a parable in that in the whole New Testament or anywhere. that uses a proper name. No such animal. And the exception always proves the rule. It doesn't overthrow That's what it. you say. That's what you agree all the time, except about this, brother. You can't pick and choose. The rich man of Lazarus, that's a i No, it's not. Okay. No, it's not. Anyway, Abraham's bosom, of course. I believe it's in the center of the earth, right where the Lord says it is. Okay. Right where the Bible says it is. It doesn't matter where it is. That's what It's that. under the earth. No, absolutely. It's not it sure Absolutely not. Okay.
2: Absolutely not. Then
0: why are we arguing? We're not arguing, brother. I'm just bringing up the point that that ain't no freaking parable, okay? It ain't no parable. That That's the underworld the underworld abode of the dead. Yeah, I mean, it's even talking about it. That's Sheol, that's Hades. I understand all that. And according to Enoch, it's separated just like it is in the New Testament. sure is. Yeah. Great God. Enoch talked about it, and so did the Lord himself. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. I absolutely I agree with the book, brother. That's why I am a Baptist. But <laughs> that's not a, a, huh? a damn spirit. That's a damn spirit, it's some a physical body. That ain't no freaking spirit. Okay? Yes it is. No, it's a soul body, is what it is. You wanna make that distinction. That's a soul body. Soul is often simply life. No, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it refers to just like it does in uh First Thessalonians verse five chapter five verse twenty three. I pray God your whole body, soul, and spirit be blended into the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's that three things. Here we go. One, two, three, you know, body, soul, spirit, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Here we go. Well, Paul, it's all I through the a Spirit and not a soul. In 1 Corinthians 15, when he says it's sown a physical seed and raised a spiritual that That spiritual literal I was talking about earlier, no problem with me. I agree with you. It's spiritual literal, absolutely. It's yeah. the DNA that I, creates the spirit. It's the seed that creates the spirit. That's what Paul is <laughs> saying. Well, if what you just said was true, then the Judeo-Christians are right. Absolutely correct. But you better be careful because you're playing right into their mode of it's thinking. It's a physical body. You're playing the seed. It's in physical body. You're playing it's in. It's raised in body. That's what they keep. That's what Paul says. No, that's not what Paul's talking about. It's absolutely what that's he's talking powerful. about. You're looking at it with your with those eye glass, with th- those sunglasses on that you look through, brother. <laughs> You've got these blinders on that you can only look one direction, brother. And you could absolutely can just tear off them blinders and maybe you'll see it, brother. I don't understand it. This stuff is so simple that that it is kid simple. can understand. I just don't see the way you do it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness. Oh. Uh, anyway. Anyway, we don't have any callers. That's because we've been screaming back and forth for the last hour, brother. (laughs) Any of y'all out there that want to call in, just please call in and slam me and throw me up against the wall. I'm ready. (laughs) If I'm all that wet and wrong, come on. Call in and tell me. I'm going to hear it. What was that? My daughter wanted me to mention something. I can't think of what it was. Is she talking? Does she say anything on her chat server
1: Hey Don hey bill hey Sadly, hey brother. What's up, what's up Matt Sadly, we uh doesn't look like we have any callers, but um you know i I have to say it was it was a great debate. I think it may have been a little bit better if we had a referee where you guys weren't stepping on each other so much, but I mean that just that makes for excellent debate because it's quite obvious that the the two of you are um, you know quite uh emotional about um you know about what you believe and what you know both of you read and understand and how you understand it, and I can see myself where you two, in, in certain circumstances, are actually trying to come to the same point, but you're taking two different paths to get there. Which, of course, you know, in my eyes and many other people's eyes, should be, you know, that that's, it's just a given, you know, that it's going to happen that way sometimes. But personally, my personal opinion, Don, is simply that, I mean, I, I absolutely understand your. Your concept and understanding of the spiritual side of, of the word and, and understanding it uh, in that concept, but I think that you might be overstressing the spiritual, um, overlooking the the natural and the physical. Much as you may think that Bill is overlooking the spiritual and looking more towards the natural, but I think that's just that's kind of like. Uh, there, to me, what I see is there there is a complete balance between the two. There is an absolute balance between the two and understanding the the truth of scripture, you can 't but understand the the spiritual nature of what scripture is talking about and and Matt, our heritage, Matt, excuse me just, excuse me
0: just a second do... brother i can expi- i man, I, I can explain to you why you see it the way you see it. Sure. All right, let me, because we're both right. You right. see, that's the reason it may that's the reason you're coming to your conclusion is because we're both right. And you say, well, how could both be right? It's because one is literal and one is physical. Okay? Right. Okay, well, what if the results this debate? <laughs> Sometime at the Christ oh, return. I, I tried to get Brother Kevin to come over so he could, he could um, be the moderator, <laughs> but he, he didn't get back in touch with me. Maybe he'll be here for the next go-around. Right. Okay.
1: Well, I, That's your I program. I look forward to the next round.
0: I will be here next week from Jacksonville, Florida, with Luke Chapter 8 on Friday. On Saturday, ProThink and Severus will be filling in. For me on this program, Saturday night, 8 p.m. Please listen. I'm sure that they will have an interesting program. They always do. I don't know what they're going to talk about, but I will post it on the event schedule at Christagenia as soon as they inform me. Praise Yahweh and good night. Thank you for listening.